Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's that time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour nothing but NRL tour. Final podcast for season 2015. It is the season reviews, and like years gone past, we're obviously going to look back on what we predicted at the start of the year and go through the teams 16th through to 1st. Uh, when we get to the top eight, it'll be in the order that they got eliminated, which was basically how they finished anyway this year. So that shouldn't be too complicated. Um, obviously going to look at the players they use, just an overview, highs, lows, best and worst, and a, a quick word on 2016, but... Brock, I thought we were pretty good this year. We were very good. Our predictions were pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Our, Obviously, uh, you got to do more than I did, but um, on the on the whole, yeah, I think we were better than uh, the people we get under the show. So maybe we should just sack everyone that we get on. Gossip, you're gone. Well, our top MG, eight, our top sack. eights, we were both five from eight, but the few that missed out, I wasn't too disappointed in. Um, well, the Dragons were the outlier. And then the other two, we we mucked up. I left the Sharks out and I left the Broncos out, but I had the Broncos ninth, and I sort of. Well, them as my dark I listened to the episode the other day. We both mentioned that the Warriors and the Broncos were two sides we looked at as dark horses. Obviously, the Broncos, we both left out. But I'm, I listened to it. We gave a good five minutes on why we think they could have won the comp if everything came together. So mm. it's not like we just brushed them and said they were yeah, going to go stupid, bad. stupid, but should have had them in the eight. Ah, still, going off, you, you can't predict what happened with the Panthers. I probably was a little bit too in love with Manly. That travel dragged on. Um, you put Penrith very high. Obviously, they got slammed with injury, but... We'll touch on our, our, our ladders as we went through. You obviously had no part of the betting this year, so I did the overs and unders. Had a pretty good year, 12 from 16. I think that's a pretty decent effort, picking the, the wins, overs and if unders. You a, if you had you had $100 on every yeah, I'd be over winning. under, you'd be, yeah, you'd be going good. $1,200 bucks and 400 down. It's probably not a bad thing. And, so you'd be uh, 800 odd clear. My sure, clear. My sure thing you would have won as well, which was Roosters' top four at the start of the year. And then I think I had Storm and Manly. I brassed if you're going to have a massive slash to make the eight. Storm obviously got in, Manly didn't. But mm. um, the top four for the Roosters was a pretty safe bet. We'll start with 16th. Uh, the Newcastle Knights, they actually stunk the house down. Eight wins, 16 losses. The overs and unders for them at the start of the year with WilliamHill.com was nine and a half. I went under, uh, was spot on by one and a half. Last year, they finished 12th. This year, they get the spoon. They used 30 players, so... Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you say. They won four games to start the year off. We say this to everyone every year. They get excited straight away. It means nothing until basically after the origin period. Well, it means a little bit. Like, if you look at St. George, obviously, that's where that set them up. But for Newcastle, I think they won four. Yeah, and then they well, lost. Well, they won four, and then they lost 16 of their last 19 or something like that. Out of the last something 20 ridiculous. games, they won four of 20, yes. That's what happened yeah. afterwards. So, so they went one, one in five, Their basically. win percent was, yeah. Rubbish, 20%. Mm, they absolutely died. Um, Defence was horrible. Rick Stone obviously got sacked fairly early on. 
the first four wins came off the back of playing some pretty loose football, to be honest. I don't know yeah, what happened there after. There was also like a few games there, like the Cowboys game, they could have easily um, lost. The Titans game up at Seabus, they could have easily lost. So, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the first four, and we said it early on, that it wasn't probably a true indication. Like, nah, well, look at the they Cowboys. Just, they, they used all their luck in the first four games. Well, look at Brisbane. All these teams, they've got to come together. It's a bit like the, the World Club Challenge games. Like the, the Rabbitohs started off so hot because they'd already been uh, playing games so early. It's not till that origin kind of period and afterwards we really see uh, who's a contender, but they struggled all round. Obviously, Stone got fired. They lost Mullen early on. Roberts really struggled for form. Anyone they put around him, uh, you know, some of the younger blokes like Levi, Tapine, Randall, they got some game time, but Matiati, like, they all struggled to live up to uh, you know the burden. But I think the biggest thing is the forward pack and having a decent dummy half. Well, yeah, we've said, spoken about their dummy half position for as long as this podcast's been going. Yeah. Um, so that's still a glaring area. And, then and Clydesdale's... They don't look any closer to fixing it. Like, yeah. obviously, Nathan, there's rumours that Nathan Brown wants to bring Robbie Farrar to Newcastle. But Guess who the assistant happens, coach is now. Well, yeah. The assistant coach is the man that he had issues with, Rick Potter. Yeah. And I was actually going to say that to you the other week. I completely forgot. That New South Wales Cup semi-final, I saw Brown leaving the Green Stand with Mick Potter. And the first thing I had in my head is that's obviously not a coincidence. Well, I did a bit of work with uh, on the Sturlow show as well this year, so maybe they built up a relationship yeah, in well, that regard. I don't know. But When I saw him there, they watched that Newcastle game where they beat Mounties, and I thought he's obviously not here to just hang out with him. They yeah. left together. They had notepads. Um, yeah, so he's obviously on his staff. But uh, I think they're best. If, if you're going to have a look at it after a lacklustre season, Gago obviously got his origin debut. Snowden pricked up a bit, but you know when it comes around contract time, you usually see still he he hasn't delivered for the no, money he's on. Not the money he's on. You tell you the one who really I thought had a really good year and he didn't really get too much acknowledgement was Corbin Sims. I thought yeah. Corbin Sims had a really good season. Um, his brother struggled a little bit. I thought his, um, Awate probably had a, his best season when he got back since, at the back end. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But well, I, I got to give credit. You know, he to, had quite two years prior to this season. Yeah, I, yeah the other one I got to give credit to. He played basically the whole year in a lot of positions. Was Tyler Randall. Um, just under duress, you know, he played nine, played halves, played a bit of everywhere. That's the, the thing going forward, I suppose. When you look, 2016, you've got a new coach in Nathan Brown, Gidley, Scott, Roberts, these kind of go- guys are all gone. Um, is Mullen going to be healthy in there with Hodkinson? You'd like to think so, but it's really about Danny Levi probably now playing nine because Clydesdale's going to the Rabbitohs, Joseph Tapion, Matty Utia, Mamo, all these guys have to step up. But the glaring thing still for me is the forward pack. And is Levi an 80-minute player? Probably not. Well, I can't see him improving too nah. much next year. Well, like, Hodkinson comes in, Todd Larry comes in, other than that. Yeah, Mickey Payer, it's not, not really anything to boast yeah. about. And the juniors we spoke about had a bad year this year, those kids in the under-20s and that. Uh, the well, they, they didn't have, they, I really expected, at the start of the yeah. year when I was looking at the 20 squads. Well, I uh, said I thought they'd be close. I would have thought so. They mm. they hammered us early in the season mm. um, up in Newcastle. And they like, just it four, And they, they hammered us. That, mm. that was the worst we'd been beaten all year. Uh, and we were we were embarrassed. But yeah, that was the only real hard loss we had all season, and they just they couldn't reproduce, reproduce that form Newcastle, unfortunately. So. Well, the, the best thing I saw, and again, New South Wales Cup, they made the final, but a lot of those guys were older um, blokes that have already yeah, been a lot around. Of guys retiring, and the only kind of positives I see out of that is probably the Safidi brothers, the young blokes that played for Fiji, but that's still not fixing the halves problem. Um, hopefully, Hodgkinson and Mullen can help, and Levi is probably going to be the one who's going to have to carry the burden of nine, but. Um, that, the Fords, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of weight going to be on the Sims brothers. Robbie Rocco are coming back. So uh, I, I can't see things getting too much better too quick. But best of luck to Nathan Brown. 16th, I had him 14th. Where did you have them on your ladder? 
Uh, had him 13th. So we were around the money. We had those sides all lingering near the bottom of the table. But, yeah, that's Newcastle's season. The Tigers, they finished 15th. The same record, eight wins, 16 losses. The overs, unders for them. Uh, they offered seven and a half. I said over. Obviously got there by half a game, but still, that's money in your pocket. Wins a win. Um, 2014, they were 13th, so they went backwards. And, you know, the sad thing, I suppose, they're hamstrung by their salary cap, but they only used 25 players. Well, and that's... That's that's telling you something, isn't it? And I said it this yeah. year was a, a big, you know, no-no on the players. That it's been three years and we keep giving excuses that they're young, but nothing's changed. Yeah, it's, I don't I don't understand why all this... Obviously, there's uh, issues with Jason Taylor and Robbie Farah, but I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a coaching issue. No, I think this, this is pointing more to the players again. They didn't have a massive issue... Um, as far as injury toll, and I know they're probably stuck by their cap, but the blokes who have been there have played plenty of first grade now, so um, there wasn't really any positives by the start of the year. They came out, had some impressive results. They blew a couple of close games and obviously jagged that big win over South. Tapau showed some good form. Um, you know, the young half struggled at times. Tedesco was probably the only real highlight when you look at this whole season. And the other one that really impressed me was Arva off the bench, Sam Anafanai. Yeah, I, I don't mind. Hoyter was good for me too. He, he sort of went yeah. in and out. I think he's got a future. Well, the cup games I saw of him, he was probably their best player. Mm. He definitely belonged in New South Wales oh, Cup. I like but, him. Um, yeah, I just after that, it was just all downhill, wasn't it? They they had a couple of little moments, the Storm game at the end of the year, but um, the lows continue, much like Parramatta. You've got the Farrah situation, the board's a mess. You see staff turn over at me again. Robbie Farrow says he's not going anywhere. And then I'm hearing yesterday that Martin Tapel well, they're considering well, taping in now and him going to Manly. So. Paper, paper talk today about him going to Manly like it's almost a done deal. So Yeah, well, all those got louder and louder. First it was South, then it was the Gold Coast. He wants out, basically. And yeah. they've offered him a $1.2 million two-year extension that we spoke about, and he said no. So that's basically telling you... Um, if they need cap relief and Farah's not going to go, they're going to have to seri- seriously consider it. Yeah. That's one thing. And why would you want somebody in your ranks? Like, it's not like, no offence, they're going to be going anywhere forward next year. They're hamstrung again by the salary cap. Yeah. Um, so if he doesn't want to be there, uh, that would be a pretty big coup for Manly with the forwards they've got coming in if he plays the way he did the first half of the season. Yeah. Um, and depending what rate they can get him on. But, yeah, just they re- we, we harp on about it. I don't want to keep going about it. But it's the board. It's just everything needs to be cleaned up. Do you think the bloke that went in from Penrith, uh, was it Pasco and Wilson, all those Justin guys, Pasco, do you reckon yeah. they'll do a good job while they're over there? Yeah, well, they've sort of pillaged Penrith a lot. Like, they took um, Moss, they took Matty Cameron. Matty Cameron's now, um, obviously, he... Oh, sorry, there's um, Moss, not Wilson. That's my bad. No, yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, I Moss and, It was Moss and Cameron last year. And then Pasco. And then Pasco only just recently. Um, I don't know a lot about Pasco, but um, there's big raps on him. There's... Uh, Moss was a good operator as well so mm. um, obviously the Penrith as a business is going well I don't know whether he'll have too much effect on the uh, football side of things uh, I think he sort of come in and had to obviously deal with this um, Farrah situation Farrah yeah. issue but I mean from the outside looking in it's hard to tell hard to see what's going on there like from my point of view coaching point of view it just looks as though it's Robbie Farrah doesn't fit the style of play that they want to play no. They want to focus on the halves and the, and the fullback, which is where they've invested a lot of their money. Um, they're younger. They're the future of the club. Robbie Farah um, is a creative. He he is the focal point of an attack. So, um, you know, like, it's just a clash in styles. So, I don't know. That's, it's as simple as that for me. And at least Taylor's been honest with, um, with Farah. I don't know whether he could have handled, handled it better from a media um, and a public 
relations standpoint, I think. I think yeah. there was a few things they mucked up there. The but timing was very poor as well. Yeah. That's the big thing. Um, but but I, I sort of partly blame Sam Ayub for that as well because he, the Tigers did tell him and he decided to keep it from Farrah. So mm. there's a lot of little little errors that have probably contributed contributed to the situation. But um, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he'll, he'll be there. I don't see how he he can stay there. No. And I, I can't see how he'd want to stay there. I, like, if I was Robbie Farrow, I wouldn't want to play there. And I think when he does find another club and they're willing to uh, have him as the focal point of their attack, he'll play better footy. Well, it'll be better, better all round. It'll be better for the Tigers. It'll be better for Robbie. I still kind of got an issue because it's almost like this is my club and I know he's been there and Taylor's only... Well, it's not his reason. club. And that's, that's, this, 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 this is a bit of an issue. Yeah. This is the issue that we've had the last few years and why I think they're struggling. And same deal with the players again, thinking they can get rid of coaches. Well, what 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 really pricked my eyebrows was Matt Cameron resigning because he's the he was the attacking coach. Yeah. So make of that what you I you know I've spoken to Matt, but it's not my business to butt my head into what happened at the Tigers. But um, hopefully we can get Matt back to Penrith. I'm not sure where that is on in terms of happening or not. I've heard rumours that he, he may be coming back, which would be fantastic for us. But um, it's a, it's a loss for the Tigers because he. You know he's got a lot to offer, and um, if it's fallen out in, in regard to uh, you know his views on the on the attack, which I know was to move away from Farrah and focus on the halves, then it may be the case that Robbie Farrah is going to stay. And you know if Robbie Farrah stays, I don't I don't, I don't see how Jason Taylor survives. I don't know how he survives, but this is the problem again. Them basically running the joint, and they've been ordinary the last few years, and there's no excuses now. Yeah. Next year in particular, it's like year four of all this young crop that's been through. Mm. They've all been paid well which was a stuff up on the club's part because they've got no middle kind of players. They've got top end and really low bottom end kind of players. But it shows, you know, next year, the, the losses, they've got rid of a couple. Uh, Moulton obviously been there for ages. Pat Richards on the way back out. Akawola, uh, Keithy Galloway. So they tried to free up some money. Farrell was another big part of that. But they also lost their best young half, Tamari Martin. Mm. Um, so not like they really needed another half, but uh, it kind of shows in who they've brought in. They've brought in a lot of guys that are fringe players, uh, Jack Littlejohn, Jordan Rankin's come back from England, Justin Hunt, uh, Michael Cheekham, Joel Edwards. So there's a lot of dudes there that you look at and think, okay, there's no no real significant buys. It's going to be a similar kind of season, and the salary caps are really putting the yeah, strangle on. They can't attract anyone. No, well, and the thing is, they've got a heap of guys still off contract. Like as far as New South Wales Cup NRL players, most of that's done by now. They've got about 11 or 12 they've still got to sort out, mm-hmm. and they're hamstrung by the cap. So um, there's still massive issues there, but. Yeah, make of that what you will. I think I had them finishing, looking at my ladder. I had them finishing 13th. No, I had them finishing 10th. So, yeah, you kind of had them at the edge of it. I still had them around that bottom tier. They obviously finished uh, a bit lower there. but um, I think the first half of their season, they, they were pretty good. But yeah, well, back end of the year, that those, was those issues kicked in again. But moving, did, yeah. moving on to your mob, it is the Titans. They finished 14th, nine wins, 15 losses. The overs and unders for them was seven and a half. Uh, I went the over there, and that was correct. So, good times. Just got past that one. 2014, they finished in the exact same spot. I don't think this is a true reflection of their season. I thought they had a good year considering the year. circumstances. I thought they overachieved. I had them finishing 15th. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I had them finishing 15th as well. They finished, obviously, one ahead of that. But they used I thought, th- uh, considering the injuries, like we missed Aiden Caesar for a large amount. We, ne- we couldn't get any fluency with our halves. And then you throw in the drug scandal... You throw in Cherry the Evans Cherry flip. Evans backflip. Uh, and and our old takeover. Different, yeah, different times there. We had a lot of injuries. So, mm. look, I think the thing that I, I, I frustrated me about the Titans in years gone by is the effort. Like, 
Yeah, there's well, been that's... weeks there where their effort's been really poor. And look, the, I can't fault their effort apart from probably a month of football this year. Yeah. 24 games, I reckon 20 of them they had a real go. So I'm really happy with where they're at as a club. Um, and moving forward, obviously, the um, the Cherry Evans thing is going to have a bit of a hangover into next year. But I think we're going to have some money and hopefully we make some good uh, roster decisions. Obviously, a guy that you've had a little bit to do with, Dave Hamilton's heading up there. So hopefully oh. our junior um, base can, can improve. So Much... I think it all looks good. It all looks positive. But I think... There's going to come a point, and it's probably next season, that Neil Henry's going to need to improve the side, like bring them out of the bottom four. The big thing, and we've, I've said it many and bring times. bring them into that probably bottom four, the you know the, the, the bottom four, or the, the four outside the eight. In that wrestle. Just the four outside the eight. I think if you can get us to there, make some good signings, um, improve from a coaching standpoint, uh, I think the year after we can look at, you know, making the eight and then obviously climbing up the ladder from there. Well, again, like we said, backroom staff don't get enough credit unless you've had some involvement. But Dave Hamilton, for anyone out there, especially you Canberra fans, you can thank him for the recruitment and the juniors you've had, even though obviously a lot of them have been pillaged after they've been finished products. But this is the guy that found Papali, Milford, Pengai, Mago, all these guys in Brisbane, the Broncos missed out on that they're just buying back anyway. Yeah. Um, but this bloke is a gun recruiter, and that's a massive thing for the Titans because their 20s have been horrible um, they've barely produced a junior since that system started. I think that was the one thing I was going to say this year. I thought their 20s were better. There's a couple of kids there that have moved up. Uh, Cartwright's young bloke is moving up. Um, O'Shea Tuasi. There's a really... Carl Lawton. There's a couple there I really did like. Brian Kelly. So it's good yeah, to see I'm that. I'm a big fan of um, Brian Kelly. He was very good. And it's going to help having a gun like Hamilton there. He knows how to operate. Um, he really does know how to operate. So that's a, that's a real big help to them. Um, I, th- I thought it was a good year, like I said. They were tough. The effort was there, which is what you want. Roberts, I thought Ryan James improved. And then the other buys are the ones you want to get your value out of. Ignatius Parsi by the end of the year, I really enjoyed watching him play. Nene McDonald. So there's some good cornerstones to build around there. They're young. And I like how he just put the broom through. Yeah. Um, he's not worried about what happened with Bo Falun or any of these other guys. Or they played Christian Hazard, big money from South. Any of those guys he's not interested in, they're all going. Mm-hmm. He's really rebuilding it from uh, bot- top to bottom, so... Kudos to you, Neil Henry. Uh, but the big thing is obviously what we spoke about. Next year, Miles Taylor sees are gone. A couple of veterans coming in. Uh, Zeb Taylor, David Shillington, Nathan Friend, along with young Ashley Taylor and Roberts. The halves pairing, not too sure, but I think LG's good enough to carry himself. I think he proved that. And it's big about recruitment. That is the biggest thing. But, yeah, we bought Adam 15th. You said you had him 15th as well? No, Adam, uh, Adam 15th, yeah. They yeah. finished 14th. And they finished 14th. So, yeah. um, not, like I said, not a true reflection as far as the effort they put in. Really good year if I'm a Titans fan. But the Warriors, massive underachievers. They finished 13th, nine wins, 15 losses. The overs and unders, uh, it was 13 and a half. I had over because obviously most people would have expected them to do better this year. But they died and lost their last eight in a row after Sean Johnson went out. So I got that one wrong. They were ninth in 2014, so I'll step backwards. They were equal with Penrith, actually, and I didn't even think about this too much because they did have some injuries. They were equal with Penrith for the most players used. They did have some injuries. Oh, yeah, they did. Um, Big 32 players used, very up and down. Typical season for them, though. Started slow, won during origin, um, and then as soon as Johnson seemed to have got hurt on that run home, they just basically used that as their excuse and they folded. Yeah. They, look, I can, uh, I'd can. i have to commend them probably for the first three quarters of the season. I thought they were great, but mm. I did make the comment prior, even prior to Johnson uh, going down that the challenge for the Warriors is that last six weeks after origin, isn't it? Every year. Yeah. Uh, so I and that's going to again be the challenge next year, but um, 
you know, they've got a lot of good players going there. Yeah. So, I mean, these are the two, as you just said, I think the Panthers and the Warriors are the two I had in the eight that didn't make it. Um, well, I, sorry, players. three. Um, but those those two are clear Well, start injuries. the year, Lamarpe had his ACL, never got back. Ben Henry did his ACL straight away. Blokes were in and out of the side. Um, you know, you have Manu going in and out. Lulua did his ACL, so they lost a bit of halves depth. Lola here was pushed to a million positions. Marmolo was in and out. Like, their back line changed constantly. Hurrell didn't deliver what you expected. Uh, Madalino got suspended at the end, and Mettering was playing needled. So things really did hit on hard times. Like, Mason Lino was playing by the end of the year. That's how desperate they got in the half stakes. So yeah. um, I still can't give grace for the way they finished the year, eight losses in a row and the way they got pummeled. But I have to commend Madalino and Mettering. I think they carry that side. And I don't know if you agree with me. I said this the other week. I think they're still missing one front row. I like Vete and Lasone. But I'm surely they've got enough young uh, yeah, well, props. They've done good again in the 20s. Toa Foa Sipley is probably the one I'm looking at who, like Vete or Lasone, I think can come in, but they need somebody. Because next year, pressure's on, obviously. They've got Sheck, they've got Luke to go with Johnson, this good back line, and this gun forward pack. Um, there's no excuses now. If, if McFadden doesn't get the job or they don't get the job done next year, there's going to be some serious changes. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, there's going to be huge expectations. I, I thought if I we, didn't think I didn't think they should sack him this year, but I no. thought in the end he was probably lucky to keep his job. Just with the well, you look at the track record of the Warriors, we spoke of during the year, and I still don't think it's a bad idea that if things did come to that situation, since they're so heavy on the New Zealand side and the success Kearney's had with his staff, I'd almost that'd be my next choice. I'd basically bring in the New Zealand national staff and try and build a correlation between them, the junior twenties, and not the program of bringing those blokes through. That's but, murky. It's a club. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I know it's a club, uh, yeah, but I mean, just in general. Different motivations. But yeah, it's it's. If we, I know it's hard, but if we they have, need they need a a hard head though over there. Like I think McFadden is doing a decent job. They need an experienced coach over there. Um, someone who's going to really shake it up and make them disciplined and get them fit, uh, and and you know, get them playing winning football. Because at the moment they they play their own style, which is great, but. You know, you look at their track record, you look at the, their record as a club. Uh, the last, you know, real hard-head, experienced sort of coach I had in Ivan Cleary got their best results. Uh, Daniel Anderson got good results. Both proven coaches with that are pretty disciplined and uh, brought a decent structure. And I, I think that's what they're missing now. I think they've clearly got the talent. Uh, their 20s, again, finished yeah, in the top very, four. very, very close. Uh, their New South Wales Cup team to finish top four, but petered out at the end of the year. So there's, there's, def- there's talent there. They've just got to... I think now you've got to look at the, the hierarchy and the, the, the club itself. Um, mm. Probably they could do with a good or high-performance manager as well, someone over there to, to manage all that talent. Mm. And there's a significant amount of losses, but no one that was really important. Just, they're depth losses. Yeah, but there wasn't a lot of importance because a lot of the guys they re-signed were... You we were know, yeah, we were having a conversation last night about... The only um, one I look at is Brad Abbey, but he's blocked out by two of us to check anyway. Yeah. So him going to the Bulldogs isn't as Well, he might loss, end up but, on a wing, you don't know. Um, but, yeah, we were talking last night about how you fit these bigger players in. And to, to fit a bigger player in, sometimes you've got to cut two of your, yeah. your squad players but and rely on your... Losing Sam down. Tompkins for Sheck is an easy swap. Let's just put it out there right now. I didn't like the move from the start, and I'm going to say it again. He was a flop. He was a massive flop. Yeah, he was. He was horrible. He was terrible. So, he didn't make a line break all year, I don't think. No, nah, he scored one try right at the end. But the other guys, like Ikehefo, played plenty of first grade. He wasn't uh, that great. I love Fisiari, but he was always hurt. Sleeva Harvili come in with the biggest raps in the world, never got into first grade, basically, and cemented a spot. So all the losses aren't significant. The only thing I've got an issue with, and we've said this before, they buy unnecessarily. They bought Blake Ashford. Why do they need Blake Ashford for? Sorry, he made two offloads, uh, two line breaks also. Oh, but who cares? 
I don't want to get my phone. I don't want but any like, you know, fans abusing me. But you know what I mean? Like, we've said this before. Why buy Blake Ashford when you've got Qatar why and Fussy and Lowell there? Well, I think a backup half's not a bad thing. They've got plenty of backup halves. Yeah, well, that one I can kind of understand. But the Ashford one, much like Jonathan... I can't Wright, understand either of them. I just... And Liggy Sow, they bought Liggy Sow, and I don't know where he's going to fit with their plans with the Ford pack they've got. So I don't <laughs> He might be that extra prop you're looking for. But, yeah, the, the re-signings, the one I was surprised they left to the last minute was Raymond Fytala Mariner. I'm a big fan mm. of Fytala Mariner. But they've re-signed all their decent kids. They had another good crop, so I'm um, expecting a better year. But uh, when did you have them on your ladder this year? I had them finishing fifth, mm. well, and them, they probably should have. They should have. Until the wheels fell off, so. Well, I had them finishing eighth, which they still... And I'll, I'll have them there again next year. Yeah, well, I'll Because when you, when, when you look pre-season and you look at the roster, they've yeah. got one of the best rosters in the comp. Yeah, well, I agree with you. And that's all you can you can judge it on. I had them coming eighth just because, like I said, I, I thought they would have done what they did, go up and down, but I didn't expect them to crash and burn. Well, they were in the four until Johnson got injured, so... Yeah. They were right there. Mm. Uh, Eels next, 12th, uh, 9 wins, 15 losses. Over and under was 8.5. I had overs. Obviously got there by half a win, so again, uh, slim line, but crack a pick. Yeah, but they they, sh- they should have they, won, they more won more games. They bombed it. Games, yeah. yeah, 2014, they were 10th. They used 29 players. <coughs> um, Hayne leaving the off-season hurt, but there was good signs early on from Pete's, Norma Mahu. Mental toughness was the biggest thing. They just couldn't close out games. Like that Cowboys game that they blew... Um, even like the last round was your perfect example of their season, that Canberra one. They should have won that game. Yeah, that, that I also sums up their whole year. When you watch them as a team, their attack was very predictable and they, yeah. they, they didn't struggle to score points, but it was very easy to see where they were going to try left and score side. points. Left side with Rad Rara. Norman, Moe, yeah, yeah Rad Rara. You know, like, and in this league, uh, you need to have more points to break up a defence. Defence yeah. is now so structured and there's so much focus on the wrestle, so... As soon as Parramatta would move to the from the middle over to the right to shift to the left, every team would just throw an extra number there. And we all know as well, it does hurt when you lose Pete's and then they lost Pritchard, who's a good young hooker. But so now, next year, they're going to have four in there yeah. and Norman. So they've got two. Uh, it's gonna, it should open up their attack, providing Kieran Foran can stay injury-free. And then you've got Mo. You've got Pete's coming back. Mo's got Tepai Maroa, Paulie Paulie. And I think what Mo will be better. Like from one, to... I know a few people at Parramatta and... I don't think Watmo had a bad year. I just think Watmo had a bad year in terms of injuries. Don't I mean, me, don't me, like, he trained his, from all reports, yeah, he, 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 trained his ass, he, he trained his ass off. And, and, and to a point him, where Brad Arthur said to him, Don't. Well, he overdid it. Yeah, well, he told he him it. that he felt that he needed, like he felt personally he needed to take that on when well, he came in. Good on him. I like that. And that and that's why but they bought him. That's, that's why, why they paid the money as well. For. As much as I've taken a few jabs, I'll admit earlier in the year, the errors and some of the stuff he did looked like he was trying too hard. He was trying well, to do too much with the ball. Good. And stuff because like that. he's on big money, and but that's what he needs year, to be doing. Next year with Scott, Foreign, and all these kind of guys. And, you know, and again, I also think Michael Gordon's an underrated player. He's 100%. going to be good for them. That's a great, and they've got Moss as a backup, so they've addressed issues. I think now, the, similar to what I was talking about with the Titans, Parramatta for the last two years have sort of just built their way They're joining up. the wrestle now. They're now up into that. I think they can push for a top eight spot next year. I thought about this the other day when we come home from the grand final. I only got three or four sides, I think, in a certain days. I reckon there's a huge cluster next year. Well, there always is. There's always eight sides. There's probably four you can write off, four that are certain days, and then there's an eight. You know what? Point. Last year I wasn't so bothered by the injuries that kind of cost us. So I didn't really think there was too many threats. Next year I reckon there's a huge pool, though. I really do. I think almost... Oh, it's, it's obviously going to have to wait until next year, but thinking about it off the top of my head with some of the recruitments, there's going to be a lot more teams, I think, in that wrestle for the eight. Good. Um, yeah, Good. Oh, it's great for Love us, it. but um, the lows of the year, it's obviously Chris Sandow, that situation there, but the biggest thing is the salary cap and the club issues again. 
um, over the salary cap, the Hopewadi deal they tried. And a lot of that was out of Arthur's control. Yeah. I, I, I don't really like to focus too much about on the uh, off-field stuff. No. Nah. But the, like I said, just in general. They're, they're f- from a football point of view. They're improving. Uh, they're, they're going real well. And the recruitment was good. But, yeah, they got a, they tried to move the goalposts on four, and they almost blew that. That would have been monumental. Um, the Hopewado thing's still going. We'll have to see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, a lot of those guys back healthy. A few veterans coming in. I've got to throw it out there. I don't know if you agree or not. I know he hasn't made he hasn't made the finals yet, and I don't know anything about him as a coach. But is Brad Arthur under pressure if they don't go better next year? Yeah, next year. We're talking, right? is it three seasons or two seasons? I, you know, I know a lot of Parramatta fans... Uh, and they're starting to circle for Arthur now. So Yeah, well, he's got basically who he wants now. So I think this is his roster. It's his third year in charge. He's got to be a bit of delivery. He's got to take some responsibility for the results now. I think, you know, this year uh, they, were, they were a learning football side and a developing football side. Next year, you know, all that learning needs to, uh, you know, bear some fruit in terms of some, some growth as a team and some uh, maturity, and you'd, you'd like to see that. And in the end... The, Brad Arthur's responsible for that, isn't he? So Yeah, and there wasn't really any significant losses. Lussick was a bust for them. Sandow obviously left. Um, you know, Bo Champion retired injured. Well, you can go back to round one where they couldn't even field their side that he wanted to field because nah. of the salary cap issue. So there were some handcuffing issues there. For literally, him. looking at their losses right here, there's no one of any great significance. Docker Clay they obviously put a lot of time into, but he's not going to play in their halves. Um, he played most of his football near the back end as a hooker, and they've got Pete's and Pritchard, who obviously they prefer. Yeah. So he's heading to Penrith, but... Everyone else I'm looking at here on this loss list, there's a couple of busts and a few blokes that just, you know, didn't perform. So um, no big loss there. Where did you have them? I had them finishing 12th, in which is that's where they finished. Same, yeah. So, yeah, we're pretty much on the money there. Penrith, 11th place, 9 wins, 15 losses, over and under. Penrith, 15 and a half. I never thought that. I had under, but I thought they'd be in the 8. Well, even, with, even fully fit, I think. I don't think that's a lot of that's games. a lot of wins. That's yeah. Melbourne and all that only won fourteen, so yeah. that's fourth and around that mark. Um, yeah, that, the injuries just killed them. Equal with the Warriors, thirty-two players used. Um, just a horror year again. And when your spines barely together, that really hurts. But we're talking those four in Moylan, Soward, Segar, and Wallace missing the bulk, plus Kite, Dallin, the Jennings brothers, Idris, Farrow, Taylor, Mansour, and there's others I've haven't written down. Mm. It was a ridiculous injury toll. Um, well, that's as far as you just, need to go. Yeah, because well, everything else is pretty good. The juniors are good. We won the twenties again. We won the twenties and used thirty-eight players. Yeah, first grade used thirty-two, and and and, and it hand it like it absolutely handicapped them. Retention's the key, and then picking again. Just this is what we should have been doing years ago, and I've said it before, like my time or your time, when things were going bad. The bulk of it should come from Penrith, and then you get to pick the eyes out of the bits you want. So Bill Kakao coming from the Cowboys. Excellent pickup, front row, probably the best player in the twenties, I reckon. Mm. And then you got Tamari Martin, who made the team of the year two years in a row. That's the kind of ones you want to be nabbing. You take Docker Clay, who's been developed at Para. Easy first grade, I don't know, but he's going to play good in cup. So yeah, Ben Garcia, he's gone by the Catalan. Like I watched a lot of. And he played twenties at the Broncos a couple of years back. Yeah, so. I watched a lot of uh, Super League this year. So. And yeah, I think I said to you, Sitalek lost, lost some players. You know, yeah. like Lewis Brown, I think, is a, a big loss. He's been fantastic for the club. But, uh, Brent Kite didn't play all year. But all the buys are smart. Otherwise, all... you look at it, you're like Coruscant. He had a mixed year, and obviously Segiara's there. Sikamanu. Um, well, you've got the emergence of, of guys like Cartwright um, and Campbell Gillard and these younger fellas coming through. Kieran Moss no. never really played. Fisher Harris. Good luck tower. to Kieran Moss because he's a great kid. Yeah. Um, and I, I really hope he um, finds a spot at 
the Eels as hard as it will be because obviously Gordon's moved over to play fullback. I reckon he could get a crack on a wing, to be honest. I hope so. What happens. I hope so. He's a really good kid and a kid that I've had an involvement with since 2009, so back to under-17's development. And he was always told he was too small. And, yeah. I'm um, good kid. Nigel Plummy, he was sort of... He was done. Not past it, but he, he sort of was. He, it, it, the game sort of gone past him. was done. And he didn't even play. I saw him at, like, functions. No, he didn't play. He, he moved into, like, a media role. But there was, like, five the blokes in these And losses. Dave Simmons again. Like, he, he yeah. happily retired and he served his purpose at the club. But all the kids that are coming through, in particular, I really like Fisher-Harris, but Katoa, um, Latu played well. Peachy was good again. Smith did well, his job. Tyron Peachy at our presentation won the Player of the Year. So, so he should have. Campbell Gillard, I think Campbell Gillard and close. Bryce Cartwright um, had probably equally as impressive. If, if it went to any of those three, I couldn't have argued. They yeah. were all brilliant um, and probably head and shoulders above anyone else. I think Lewis Brown had a good year. Um, yeah. But you look at it, it's, it's more the appearances. I mean, uh, it was only Lattimore, uh, McKendry, and Campbell Gillard that all played the, the yeah, 24 games. Played the bulk of those games. And I, I'm not really worried about the losses. A lot of guys got a lot of experience. Half of them didn't play. And these kids have played enough football now. Yeah, but the, see, the thing is, when that happens, in. like you're saying, that you get money in the bank yeah. in terms of these younger kids getting experience. But then the ones they've turned over for who they've brought in are worthwhile. And then you've got Trent Merrin coming after you lose well, next season, Manu and Kite and these kind of guys. The pressure now is going to fall onto our top 10 players. They need to deliver because I think these the back-end players now are ready to go. They've yeah. had enough experience and time on the park. We need halves, spine, and yep. that to stay in a The pressure's back. going to fall onto Sauer and Wallace. Um, there's going to be pressure on well, Moylan. We've there's heard rumours be... the last few days that he's getting chopped around. No, so. he's put a... Gus has put a statement out this morning saying that he, he had a hard conversation with him and told him that he, he didn't have a great year and he needs to... I only thought that was insane because if you told me... He's, they're not shopping him, right? No, but I'm just saying, if no you, hypothetically, if you told me that one of them was going to be going, it would have been Wallace and no one would have picked him up with his knee. But even on the flip side, there's no one there right now to plug those gaps. Like, unless you went no, Moylan, they're, they're not him, Moylan up, Dallin to the back and put Smith with him or something, but you're not. I, that's not going to win you a comp. It's paper talk. It's rubbish. But, Look, he... That's uh, craziness. Gus is... Well within his rights to have a hard conversation. With yeah, him. Well, and there, there would have been there would have been plenty of those hard conversations going on with a year like they had. Yeah. Uh, but I think Gus probably just realizes that next year is going to be the year. Like, well, the know, best thing again, the only if they go three years in a row with injuries and so be it. But if they if their rosters uh, stays fairly intact, you're always going to have a few injuries. Well, the pressure's on them. They're, roster, going to, they're going to improve. Roster management's perfect because you look at it again. Like I said, you should have all this stuff tied up. The only guys on their off-contract list, they've already notified they don't want them. So they've got no, no loose ends to tie up. They're ready to go for next year. So yeah. um, Injury's going to play the biggest part. Merrin's got to come in and play well, and help's going to play a big part. But next year has to be a massive improvement. Keep your eyes out for Viliami Kikiada. Um, that kid's a gun. He's a real good footballer. Yeah, so good. Hopefully get to see him. Where did you have them? You had them high, didn't you? I had him second. I had him coming sixth. Uh, obviously injuries really did. Put a dampener on that, but 10th, the Canberra Raiders. 10 wins, 14 losses, overs and unders. This is ridiculous. I, I can't believe we put him as our spoon. It's looking back on it now, but then again. You've got to put someone there. Five and a half over easily. Um, that's ridiculous. 15th, they were the year before, so an improvement. In the end, I'd have to say for what was expected of them, they had a great year, but they would have been disappointed. Have and I know they were disappointed because when I had Vaughn on, um, they were, you know, he said exactly that. Eight losses by four or less. Yeah. They didn't close out those games that they should have. Cronulla did that a few years ago. Yeah, basically. And then made, bounced back and made the eight the next year. But every question we had, they answered. The spine we weren't sure of because Austin was coming in. We didn't know if it was going to be Cornish or Williams. We knew nothing about Hodgson. White as a fullback. Spine was great. Papali played his best football since he signed that big deal. Soliola turned out to be a bargain. 
Vaughty and Boydie really picked up the slack when they were worried about losing a couple of front rowers. Um, I, I thought everyone kind of chipped in and did their job. The only issue I have is their edge defence. They get pillaged on their edges. Yeah, it's defense it's, is the, the the big issue for Canberra. I think their attack is potent. They've got good forwards. Uh, I think they've got a good spine now. So all that seems to be nutted. And then Chuck's It's got to be um, yeah, a good, a good pre-season in terms of defensive structures. I think they've got to get a little bit uh, fitter. Uh, and they're going to be able to maintain a high intensity for a longer period of time. That they're probably the only real criticisms I've got of them, um, and that's the difference between you finishing probably sixth and tenth. Yeah, well, I just that slight defensive pool. issue and a little bit more fitness and intensity, I think, over I, a longer period of time. I had the poor bugger on the show, and I brought up those numbers to him. It basically broke his heart. I said, if you win half those games, you finish fourth. Yeah, but they had the least amount of errors in the comp, yeah. which is a good sign. I mean, I mean, so Ricky Stewart is having an effect because he's very. Uh, you know, yeah, but he's also very focused on low errors, high completions, that sort of style of football. So I think if they can find the right mix between that and then Why? you've got a lot of good open uh, footballers. So I think attacking-wise, Ricky Stewart doesn't have to do a lot. I think he's no. just got to get their defence right. Mick Crawley does fit. the attack and he's been great from Newcastle. And I think the other thing that's been good is that their cup side did really, really well this year and they've got depth. A couple of years ago, they, were, they had nothing. Mm. So they were dominant in New South Wales Cup. They had the player of the year, Mitchell Barnett. They got a couple of good backups. Um, you're going to have Clydesdale, who they picked up from Newcastle, playing behind Baptiste and Hodgson. They're going to have Sam Williams and McCrone there to back up Caesar and Austin. So it's not like they're struggling in those kind of areas like they used to either. Uh, it's a really good situation. I think the only thing missing is probably one other front row. Yeah. Um, they've lost a couple of forwards, no one of great significance, but you've got Boydie and Vorney who are the future going forward, but they kind of need a third bloke to join that rotation. So Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, I don't know whether Barnett comes in and plays off the bench. He's probably a bit too light, but that's probably the only criticism I've got. Um, Elliot Whitehead's coming over from Catalans. I didn't see a whole lot of him, but apparently he's a pretty good player, so I have to see how that one pans out. But Yeah, we had them as the Spooners. I still can't believe we did. Uh, but in the end, like you said, we had to no, give it to judge someone. On, judge on roster and lots of unknowns. Exactly, lots of unknowns. But they will exceed expectations. I don't regret so. um, predicting them to get the spoon. Yeah, well, ninth, the Manly Seagulls, eleven wins, thirteen losses, overs and unders, fourteen and a half. I said under, uh, correct again. So there's some more money in your pocket. They finished second the year before, but twenty nine players used this year, and I think it was pretty early on. Obvious, um, the pre-season dramas to well, the, the board. Like, out of their first 10 games, they lost 3 out of 10. They so had a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries Under early. pressure straight away. Yeah. So, and I think we said it at that point in time. Like, if you go 3 out of 10, you got to win what? you got to win 9 of your last yeah. 14. Well, that made so, me look silly because I was adamant. Once that board thing got solved, I was thinking one board, all focus, but... They had a massive... No, they always find a way to, to handicap themselves. Well, they had a massive issue. Yeah. I, I didn't know... They've imploded as much, but they... All they, their issues have been caused internally. Well, they were the opposite side of the board to Tuvi with the Glenn Stewart situation. And basically, from the word go, they were like straight after him. The Luke Burgess thing when he didn't want him, then they told him they wanted to sign Tom Burgess instead of somebody else. Uh, the Barrett thing was the worst kept secret in the world. They fumbled and bumbled with Foran and Derry Cherry Evans, and then all of a sudden Bob Fulton comes in, and they just do a massive turnover and a clean-out. But um, they're probably the highlight of all of it, not only the Cherry Evans situation and trying to act like that happened in the last 48 hours. To re-sign Matt Ballon, who's been so loyal, and this is another thing I've got to gripe. Like I said, players should be able to do the best for themselves. They tried to renege on that deal. Mm. And then the poor bugger does his ACL at the end of the season. I feel really bad for Matt Bell. Yeah, well, this is the problem when you spend eight weeks denying that you sat your coach, and you really have. Everyone knows that you have. So they would have been better off 
sacking to the mid-season, bring Barrett in and let him change the roster to how he wants to. Basically, they kept two of his roster, made roster decisions, um, which contradicted what Barrett wanted to do. It it was a weird situation. Well, they couldn't flip everyone they wanted to, but that one And I love Tuvi. I don't think Tuvi deserved to be sacked. But if if you're going to sack him, just punish him. Just do it. Exactly. Uh, But they hamstrung themselves. Everyone knew it. it. Poor bugger's sitting on a poison chalice. Like, it was just yeah. ridiculous. Well, they hamstrung themselves, like I said, because Ballon wasn't going anywhere after that point. And then they bought Parcel, who's a good player, and Coruscant. Mm. So they absolutely loaded up at that position. And the other one, they didn't told uh, Jaden Hodges that I want him, and he said, I've got a contract, so you can't make someone leave. So now they've got four number nines, Yeah, which is not a great Stupid. Sport. They should have made the decision, like we said, very early. Everybody knew. Yeah, it's Everyone knows. Things spread in rugby league. As soon as it's, it's out there, it's done. It's game over. Yeah. So they were very silly to do it how they did, but um, it's as simple as that. They had lots of injuries early on. They had all the issues off the field. As soon as it was solved, they come in with a wet sail. But by that point, uh, Foran was still playing bastard. Cherry Evans had his shoulder issues, and it was just too late. Yeah, it was. It was way too late. But um, I think the best to come out of the season for them is probably the Trebojevic brothers. They were both really good finds. Yeah. For them, and uh, they, you, you can't say they haven't recruited really well. Brown, uh, Louis Brown obviously coming over, along with Darcy Lusick and Nate Miles, and then you're here in Tapia, so that's a good flip. And then you've got Coruscant, Parcel, so you've got options there. The big question, I suppose, next year is who's going to be playing in the halves with Cherry Evans. There's talk that Coruscant might have been playing there and that they're looking at Isaac John otherwise. So uh, I don't really know where they go to from that situation. And their 20s made the GF. I thought there's a few good kids in that side as well. So yeah. um, it, things are looking better in their junior situation. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. I, it's sort of push the wait and see button. I mean, you're going to have to give Barrett next year and then this time next year I guess we'll be talking about you know where they're sort of at it's hard to get a read on it now but do you think they've improved their roster I think they probably have I think like Kieran Fawn's a big loss yeah um, but outside of that I think they've improved I think the their pack roster needed, the pack needed a shake up and they've got uh, and now all the pressure falls onto Cherry Evans you got Jake Chaborovich, and you forget Brent Lawrence, who I think is a good player. He is. So you've he, got had, good, he had a large stint out. Back injury. So you've got two good front rowers. Then you've got Brown coming in probably to replace Horro, who I thought finished the year solid, but, you know. Oh, Brown, Brown's going to be fantastic. And then you've got Nate Miles, who I thought, honestly, was a bust for you guys, but he'll probably fit in well with the way that they like to play. Yeah, he was a bust. Darcy Lussick was good when he was there, very aggressive. He flopped the heels. So there's a couple of guys I think might be happier um, back there in manly colours. One to seven. In the back line, you take four and out, yes, but one to one to five and seven's very good again. I think they'll probably find themselves seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere around that. Next I get year. the feeling if they don't sign a half, I don't know if you agree with me. Uh, Trebojevic is not going to be playing fullback. Do you slide him into the wing, put Hiku into the centres, and move line to six? Lions play to six. Reshuffles your whole side. I know, I don't like I know it's a reshuffle. I, but I don't like that from a standpoint that you're moving a lot of people. But if like, I don't, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a big believer in yeah. the least amount of moves that you can make and. Well, not affect the side. I think the back line doesn't suffer. If that's the line case, then six, no, line I'd, I'd rather just play Chorus out there. Like I, I don't really want to play in there, but for that in that situation, I'll just play Chorus out there. Does Trebojevic get in somehow then over to Fur or Hiku? Who are both well, basically Hiku's an international. He's playing for New Zealand. Tavu yeah, is very good when he's healthy. They're going to make line and Matawai is not going to be going, and Stewart's definitely not going anywhere. Is he eligible for twenties again? Yeah, I reckon he probably plays cup. Well, they unless sh- yeah, unless they're going to shed someone, they're going to have to shed someone if they want to get him in. I'd I'd imagine he's going to end up um, in the, in the side on the wing. I'd be shocked if he's not. But um, what about the but money they're paying Hiku and Tafua? It's it's a big. Who's call. the other centre? 
Matt or line. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at it now, thinking they might make no, that move, move for they line. They might move line in the into the five eight role, but I don't see why. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I agree with what you're saying. I think you'll probably find that Tafura will be playing in the South Cup. If that happens and you paid Chorus here, because Tafura's had a mixed couple of years. Well, I thought he was really good when he was healthy. Well, he was he this back. year. But I thought the year be before he was horrendous. Yeah, shoulders and knees though. Like it's hard no, to play I'll... when you're busted. He was great. We well, shouldn't be playing if he's busted. Well, that's the club's fault. They pushed him to play. We all know that's well, what we happens. Don't, yeah, well, we, don't know. Come we don't out. know that. We're dealing on innuendo. But look, if from a what what you see standpoint, Tafua's been down. Well, I reckon that's what they're going to do, and then I reckon they'll run dual nines because I reckon from what we've seen of Parcel, he has to play. I like Coruscant, but I really like what I've seen of Parcel. Trevojevic has got to be on a wing, mate. Well, if he's going to come in, someone's got to move. And yeah, injury might solve that. Someone might get injured and will solve it. So. That's the only thing I can see helping this situation. But, mm. uh, we move into the top eight now. Eighth place was the St. George Illawarra Dragons. 12 wins, 12 losses over. And unders was seven and a half with William Hill. I went overs. Bang on again. Uh, 2014, they finished 11th and they used 30 players. So um, they did use some. I think late in the year was obviously when it really did hurt them. But Overall, I thought it was a success, uh, successful year. Of course it was. I didn't think they'd make the other. They eight. were the, uh, well, one of, or probably the uh, the real side that you say overachieved. Oh, Definitely. Big time. And it was on the back of tough defence and a real good job by Paul McGregor to bring that attitude back. Um, and there was a lot of guys that improved out of sight. Frizzell grew. I thought Thompson had his best year in first grade. Jack DeBellum was outstanding off the bench. And even Lisa Namia. Michael mm-hmm. Cooper, all those forwards, punch well above. But the biggest issue with the spine they had um, the Harves and Benji, Widop, Dugan, and obviously Mitch Rain, who are all good players, they couldn't produce points. No, they, that's right. They really struggled to produce points. Well, they won seven of their first ten. So flip on Manly, who they just uh, pipped for that spot, yeah. and you can go back to the start of the year is where it happened. Yeah. Because the Dragons at one point there lost, what, two, four, six, seven in a row. Mm, and they won six in a row earlier in the year. So um, that obviously came at the time where they had no Frizzell, no Thompson. There was a couple of blokes out. And obviously that defensive style really wore, and it's really hard to keep that intensity out when you can't score a lot of points. So yeah, um, that did hurt them significantly. Well, they won four of their last six to get in. So mm. when the pressure went on, and I, I honestly think they probably deserved to win the game against the Bulldogs in that first semi-final. So. Yeah, they probably did. They really gave a real good account of themselves. They, they did. threw the kitchen sink. Um, and like I, said, I can't give enough raps for the, everyone that called for the blood at the start of the year. And you've got to look at it from outside in, like we said, uh, when someone complained about Morris leaving. They were paying a winger half a million dollars. They weren't going to play him over Dugan. It was him or Nightingale. No one wanted Nightingale. They're only cap pressure. They overachieved. I couldn't believe it. Did, did Gossip or MG tip him to come last? I think Gossip did, didn't he? Wooden Spoon. No, he had the Raiders as well. Yeah, the Raiders. And MG. Spoon, he had the Raiders as well. So yeah. we're all wrong on that situation. Yeah, I know um, Gossip death row the Dragons a little bit. He had him pretty low because yeah. he obviously... Well, we did as well. I, just, yeah. I could never see him... Winning the spoon. Well, I had him 11th, so I kind of had him again similar where they were I had last him year. 14th, like I had him in the bottom four, mm. but I just thought with that you know, spine, them and the Knights for me were we're not going to win the spoon. Nah, with that I, spine, I thought it'd be either the Titans or the Raiders, but it proved to be the Knights. Yeah. So. With that spine, I thought they'd be in the wrestle for the bottom of the eight, but I couldn't see them getting in. Yeah, um, but I like yeah, they overachieved massively. They're still feeling the pinch next year though, and it shows because they had to let Marin go. They couldn't pay him. Uh, obviously, what he was after, which was fair. I don't, I don't think he was giving them money for money anyway. No, nah, no way. They Penrith, like I said, Penrith are going to be expecting good things. But the re-signings, I agree with. They kept Armour, Aitken, 
Cooper. They've got a couple of good kids. I think they've done the right thing given their situation. Uh, and as far as buying goes again, um, yeah, they let Merrin go. The other guys they let go are pretty much fringe players, Nathan Green, Justin Hunt, etc. Uh, Charlie Runciman, who didn't really work out for him, but um, Saliva Harvilli, they're rolling the dice on him, seeing his potential. Ike Ifo from the Warriors as well, Dunamis Louie, Kurt Mann, and they've brought Moshe Masoi back in to the fold, who's had a decent stint at St. Helens. But I think they're going to be pretty similar next year. I think they'll be around the similar spot again if they play that same style, but I can't see them threatening. I reckon they're going to be another another one of those teams in that wrestle yeah, to well, try and get in the bottom of the eight. I don't think they've improved their roster, but I don't think nah. that they've sort of... Their roster's regressed. I think it's similar. I think um, so if, I, 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 yeah, I think they'll slip out of the eight, uh, to I be th- honest. I think you'd be close, but I still think the way they defend, they're going to be like a Sharks kind of side. there's good teams below them that underachieve, so... yeah. They're going to have to... They'll be in the wrestle, though. They're going to have to pull it out again. Yeah. That's not saying that they can't do it. I don't think they're going to be getting a spoon, though. But I'm looking at, you know, the Panthers and the Warriors in particular that sit below them and Manly. And um, Canberra. Who I all think... Yeah, and Canberra, who I, I think all have better rosters. I'll, I'll throw it out there right now. Tight, no offence to your mob. I don't think you'll get the spoon, but I reckon the Knights and the Tigers are basically already jockeying for it. Well, they are. They're straight onto it. I don't think anyone's getting the spoon besides those two. Mm. Um, so I definitely don't put it down there. That's what I mean about that wrestle, though. I reckon all the way back to 14th. There's going to be a huge logjam of almost 10 sides, I reckon, fighting for the bottom half of the eight. Yeah. And that's really something I'm looking forward to. And it's, I think, 146, 145 days. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Way, but who's counting? Who's counting? We are. That's who. Yeah. Massive, massive issues. Good year for the Dragons fans out there. If you're disappointed with that, I've got no idea. Yeah, great, how. great season. Get behind your team. I know well you might have an issue with Dowst or the financial situation or whatever, but they've overachieved. Your coach has done a great job. It'd be like almost the Titans finishing eighth. I'd be, I'd be over the moon. You should be over the moon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully next year they dig in again. Hopefully they keep following their coach because they definitely dug in for him this year. They were very tough for him. He changed the culture and they needed it. Yeah. Because um, it certainly wasn't happening under Brocky. So, your mate. Seventh place, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so, everybody out there. They got angry about my prediction. Um, it happened, all right? Yeah. That's life. Life's very cruel. What did but, you predict them? Well, I said they were going to slide. I pretty much said they were no hope of winning the competition and they'd struggle particularly with that Burgess and Teo and that two back rowers that ball play. Yeah, well, I think work. we both completely wrote them off. And no offence, again, like Tim Grant and Glenn Stewart, I thought was a waste of the money when they could add Tarek Sims and potentially other players. So. Yeah. But I think, yeah, we both said back-to-back. I had them... Never happens, so... Nah, never does. Basically write them off. What did you put them? I had them fifth. I had them fourth. But I, yeah, basically slammed them early on, saying they'd be in there, but I didn't think they'd be in the comp. I never thought they were a threat. I thought they they should have made the top four. But you look at They it, were bad this year. 26 players used, so they didn't use a whole heap. They did have important injuries, though, but they started too early. Like we said, back For to the back. Racing, racing people out there, they were a Nade O'Brien oh, in the Melbourne Cup. They went off. He just... They, they they led at the bloody post, but they, they, they realised they had to go another lap. They went and won the nines, which is crazy, um, considering they knew they had to go to the World Club Challenge, which they towered up. They shot out of the gates, um, but not only did they fade as far as energy, they faded as far as desire. Um, some of those young blokes struggled. 
Missing Reynolds for the bulk part of the year really didn't help early on. Luke had his issues with the club, which really hurt as well. They're probably their two most important players, along with Inglis, who was hampered the whole season. Tim Grant, waste of money. Glenn Stewart, like I said, I love the bloke when he's healthy, but I just couldn't see the investment money-wise for injuries, and it happened again with his hand. It's a very minor injury, but he missed half the year. Um, yeah, so I, look, I thought he added a good dimension to them, and I didn't mind the buy, but... Uh, I just, it was the money. He didn't, he didn't get the money. Value, they didn't get no. value for money out of him. And neither no. with Grant. They used the Burgess money on those two. Well, the Grant one was ridiculous. And they re-signed a lot of young blokes who struggled the expectation. Orvar was obviously suspended for most of the year. Walker missed some time with his hand. Turner with his neck. Uh, by the back end, there was just no go forward, basically what we're saying. No Luke, and there was no go forward. So the halves were pretty much you know, handcuffed to the results of their forward pack. Yeah. Luke Keary tried hard, and so did Reynolds, who had a pretty ordinary year, to be honest, but you can't really blame those two for it. No. If you don't have any roll on, you can't do nothing off the back of it. No. Uh, I thought even Walker. Walker did good with minimal space when he was healthy, but uh, there wasn't too many highlights. Alex Johnson had a quiet year. They all suffered because of what happened in the middle. Well, so. I thought the start of the end, they lost to Parramatta, and then they played on Good Friday, just got... The result, that yeah. Adam Reynolds had that long-term knee injury. That was the start of the end for South. Yeah. It uh, was they, awful. they never recovered from then. i tell you who I thought one of their best players was, and uh, it kind of surprised me. Well, bit. sorry, uh, just to back up my point, yeah. after that, they lost four of their next five. Yeah, they battled. Um, the, only, the only game they showed any fight was when they copped a slamming for about a month there, and they bashed the Cowboys, and they went back to bed again. And we got shots taken yeah. at us, and I said, let's see what they do against the Bulldogs. And well, they rolled over. That was the last game they won. Yeah, well, they rolled over straight after that and copped it from the Bulldogs a week later. Well, so. To lose 30 nil to the Roosters in the last round of the season. And then the Sharks did a demo job with them, and they struggled to score points. Yeah. So that kind of showed where their season was going. Um, next year, again, it's... They're on, they're, they're on, they're on tilt. They are. They've got G.I. who needs to step up. Um, he won their Player of the Year, I thought. That's a bit of a surprise, to be honest. But mind you, not really. I, th- I think if I'm going to, I think George Burgess had a pretty good year. Um, I thought Tom might have been a bit better, to be honest. Tom had a good year, yeah. uh, and I thought Edges a player that we both really liked. Grosmeal. Yeah, Chris Grosmeal. I'll tell you the one who year. had an underrated year though, um, and I'm, I generally haven't been a real big fan, but I thought he played really well. Was Bryson Goodwin? I thought he was really consistent. He did. I thought when he was in the centres, he was outstanding. Yeah. So I look at that, but the sad thing is, like. Luke's going, that hurts massively. They've supposedly got Cook, which is a great buy, because let's be honest, from what we saw of McInnes, he's not going to take him forward at a dummy half. Mm. Cook might help that forward pack because he gets out direct and kind of plays a bit like Luke. He plays full throttle straight out of dummy half. Um, but other than that, I think they're still struggling on the edges. Grevesmill has to start. Mm. Grevesmill's got to become your starting back rower. Um, what's hurt them is like most grand final sides, they had to invest money in the young blokes that won a comp. In Kiri, who's off contract again next year, so that's going to hurt. Reynolds got upgraded. Turner got upgraded. They kept Tyrrell, who I think now they'd be regretting. Um, Goodwin just got re-signed. They've really had to shuffle their money. So yeah, well they they've only got they're only getting Darren Nichols. I don't know much about him. No, he's um, been back and forth. He moved mid-season. He's just a backup. Michael but, Oldfield from Catalan. Yeah, um, he's been at a couple at, of clubs. He's a fringe player as well. So. They've lost Lowe, who was out anyway. They've lost Stewart, who was out for most of the year anyway. And then obviously yeah. the glaring one is Luke. So yeah, well I think the big thing for Paul me is Carter. So you think they're going to be able to find someone to slot into that nine position? But I think they're on tilt. Grevesmill's going to be starting. There's no doubt about that. He's got to get a back row's job. He has to. There's no doubt about it. Um, Sutton's the one I was interested to see next year. He had a very poor year, despite. Well, I had him the injuries. In our award show as my fallen player. Yeah, he fell off massively. He had the injuries, but um, out of the New South Wales Cup and twenties, 
I didn't see a whole lot of their 20 side, but their New South Wales Cup, Johnny Olive, who played one game, he's a good player, but they don't need backs. They need forwards. Mm. They really need an edge player. Um, Jack Gosiowski, they had good wraps on. But I didn't see too much. Their best player I saw in Cup was a front rower named Zane Musgrove. He was a, he was a pretty good player. And he, he was 20s eligible. He didn't play Battle 20s at all. punched above his weight. Oh, big time. Well, he KO'd Kafusi that day. Oh, there. big time. Oh, big time. He went boom. Took Kafusi down, but... Uh, it's really back rows, I think. And bench, the bench hurt them. Like Clark's solid, but Dave Tyrrell and the kind of guys they come off their bench, they had no punch. They Dave really, really, really Dave struggled. Tyrrell's still looking for Steve Maddow. Still trying to find his grand final ring. <laughs> wow. He got KO'd, poor bugger. But, ding, ding. Um, yeah, yeah, I think next year, again, they're, they're one of these teams in the wrestle, but I, I don't know if they're going to go up. And the question you've got to ask as well, is there's more than enough murmurs to suggest that a lot of people... Have kind of uh, got a bit wind of Maguire's intensity, so well he's got to you've got to learn a different style. Well, Rick, look know, at Ricky look Stewart. At, well, look at uh, Wayne Bennett. I told you about Ricky Wayne Stewart. Wayne Bennett's taken. We look at this Broncos roster. Look at the Dragons roster. Look at the Knights roster. Look at the Broncos roster that he had in yesteryear. Mm. They're all different. Yeah. And he well, adapts and Ricky Stewart got that changes his team. to fit. Got that Roosters team and it basically came out afterwards that they reckon they lost two of those comps because they said he wanted Brad Fittler all those guys to train every day and lead. Ryan Gerdler came out and said he spoke to Freddie and said they were getting flogged and he wanted them to lead everything. He said, I used to sit down with Martin Lang and all us older boys at the start of the week and he'd say, can you do this or can't you? And he goes, I'm not doing this day, I'm not going to do that day, I'll do this day. They manage the squad. And he took that. Yeah, but I think the important aspect of that is is having everyone understand and buy into that. Yeah, well, if you've earned your, <clears throat> earned your stripes there, and we saw Ricky kind of struggle with his and intensity that, you know, at, the, at the Sharks and Eels, but I told you when it was Canberra, he's doing wonders there, and he looks a completely different person. Yeah, but I also think that they probably need a bit of that. But they've brought, They need a bit of tough love. Yeah, but the, the thing is, he's calmed <clears> down a lot. <throat> they've said, like, the pre-seasons are tough, but from what I saw, even at the club thing, it was a lot different to when I was there. Uh, with Ferner and everything like but that. But then again, like, I'd look at that and I sort of blame the senior players at the Roosters for not saying, hang on a minute, you, ne- you need to pull back a little bit. Yeah. But he was only a rookie coach back then. Yeah, and you'll exactly. learn a lot every year. So. But I think he's in this point now. He's getting to third, fourth, or fourth year, sorry. They've got the premiership. There's a lot of young blood. Um, a lot of guys burn out. A lot of people hurt. And they pushed hard. He's going to have to adjust a little bit next year. Mm. Especially yeah, now they've, lo- they've lost some talent. Definitely does. And the game's changing as well. Like, it's moving away from... Well, they had the least offloads. And they were playing Barry Basics in the middle. It's moving away from that. Yeah, and things and got faster. Again, the fi- and the fatigue and the, the lowering of the interchange is going to change that again. So, yeah. Michael Maguire needs to take the strengths out of, out of his style. But also look at the areas which got exposed this year and try and find ways in which to improve yeah. them. And They're going to be more dynamic, especially through the middle. That's a challenge as a coach. They're boring through the middle, and it hurt their halves. They need to be a lot more dynamic. But, yeah. Um, yep, that was their season. Six, the Sharkies. 14 wins, 10 losses. Overs and unders was 11.5. I went under because I thought they'd just missed the eight, maybe around that mark, 10 or 11 wins. Um, they beat that, so kudos to them. 2014, they obviously got the spoon. Great year this year. They used 26 players, but... After a super slow start, they come home back in mid-year. They were basically second last or last, I think, and they won 10 of the last 14. Yep. So they've improved out of sight. The turning point, probably Bird and Holmes coming in round five when they beat the Roosters. Things flipped there. Wade Graham, Michael Innes, um, you know, all, all these guys kind of stepped up their effort. They did what they did most years, I think. Their forward pack led from the front, but in particular, Wade Graham and Michael Innes really carried that side. Well, they did, yeah, definitely. Um Look, they overachieved. Them and the Dragons are the two sides which I look at and go, wow. Like, uh, I, I probably expected the Sharks to finish just outside the eight. Um, so they've overachieved. Uh, I think they've finished around about where they deserved. I, you know, a lot of teams at the back end of the year got on their bandwagon saying they could win the comp and, 
yada yada yada. I think they've finally look. I, I just thought that they they got everything out of their sponge this year. They squeezed yeah, their sponge. They got everything out. And at the end of the year, there when when the Cowboys went up a gear, they didn't have they didn't have another gear to go to. Well, I think the number one thing again. I thought they improved their backline, but the link's not there. The halves weren't there. Next year with Townsend Maloney, I think they finally got the one thing they were missing. Well, every, it takes every, them. It takes them now. I think to top four relevancy. Like if they're not in the top four, only, I think you could almost consider that a failure now. Yeah, uh, well, there's only them. one problem. I think after next year, a lot of their forwards are off contract and they're all older. So I think their windows. Well, this is it. This is basically it. Next they're similar. Year. They look similar to the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, they got the backs finally when they had Latelli come up. They bought Beal. They got Holmes in. Um, they, well, they just you know, when I say that. about that, they look similar to the Cowboys in the fact that I think they're going to get. They're going to have a four-pronged attack, and they're going to have Maloney, Townsend, Holmes, or Bird. I can't one. believe that. You're going to have either Holmes or Bird still in the side, um, and then you throw in Ennis. So you've got five players there. Would that, you play Bird at one? No, I think it's smokes and mirrors. I think Valentine Holmes will go there, and you'd probably play Bird at lock, and then I'd move Gallen into the front row, um, and I'd play Bird as a roaming old-school lock. I was very surprised. I think here. they've got enough big bodies there, like to play a. a you know, you've obviously going to have um, Graham uh, on the edge with Lewis, and well, they then talked about Gallen and Fafita in. I think they've got to they've got to get over this crap that um, Fafita's a bench player. Nah, I tell you he's got to he's got to step up and start. I tell you what, they've got to scrap. And I heard them all talk on the radio about it. They're all saying that Wade Graham should play tight. You take away from his strength. No way. He's he got to play so on the edge. On the Him edge. and Lewis on the edge, and yeah. you've got to have Gallen and Fafita up front. They're going. He and can go give, in and do all because Bird can do both. Bird Bird can pop up and score you a try. But he can also carry the ball pretty he hard be the too. 13. He should be the roaming third. Yeah. I, you know, I think they're a top four side. Because I sat there the other day, it was Gerland on those blokes, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they should put him in the front row and play Wade tight." I'm like, "Why would you bird Wade no, out? Wade's funny. so destructive well, on the edge." And then who are you going to put on the ed- edge? Bird. Well, I'm talking about Bird. No, no, Wade owns that left. Just edge. let Bird roam. Let him do what he wants to do. Wade's better on the edge. 100. Yeah. percent He's thrived in that role. When he was a six coming through, he kind of struggled with running a side. And playing in tight puts too much of a burden on him. On the edge, he can kick, he can pass, he can run. Great defensively. That left side is their most potent weapon. Hmm. Well, it was this year, along with McInnes. So I don't know what you take away from they're, the They're a side on the up, the Sharks. But we've said for years it was a forward pack and one half, and they had Carney. They lost him. They bought a back line and they had a forward pack. The last piece missing was halves. I think they couldn't have bought two better halves with the way they'd play. Maloney was uh, the underrated direct. performer of the year. He was outstanding. Well, he plays straight, and they play, they're going to need that. They need someone to take control. So yeah. I think with him And now, to take advantage of the, the role on this good forward pack gets them. And Townsend really helped Johnson early in the year. And he, he obviously had his struggles with off-the-field situations, so we can't blame him for fading a little bit at the back end of the well, year. Well, he's a player they should never have let go. Nah, but him coming home along with Maloney, if they're healthy, they're definitely top four relevant. I think Forwards so. need to stay healthy, though. That's the only question in an older forward pack. And for Feeder's mindset, him and his brother. Yeah. Uh, he got in trouble at the Curry Cup the other day. He got sent yeah, for I referee descent. So, I saw that. Um, so did George Rose. And there's some question there's marks. Issues. Yeah, there's some question marks there. But he needs to really, like, if I'm Cronulla... This is the year for him. Yeah, if if, he, if he steps out of line, I'm sucking him straight yeah. away. He'd probably be gone. Um, because, you know, he's not delivering on, Mm-mm. you know, the money and the potential that he's shown. And so. they've lost nobody, really. Like, I'm looking at... And especially when we're talking about this year, probably being their window. You yeah. Know? I'm looking at off contract. There's no major names. A couple of cup players. Um, they didn't really get a run. Um, they had the centre of the year from Cup, Semi Salima. Whether I think they were talking about keeping him and Anthony Tupo for another year, but... They've got a good crop of kids coming through in 20s, uh, and obviously 16s and 18s they won. Gordon's probably the only big loss, but they've got to plug anyway, straight away. You've got Holmes or someone, so 
premiership winners open now, Sharks fans. I think they had a good year. Yeah. Uh, fifth place, the Bulldogs. 14 wins, 10 losses, overs and unders, 15 and a half. I went under and uh, was spot on again. So more cash in your wallet, thanks to WilliamHill.com if you took my overs under at the start of the year. 2014, they're obviously seventh and finished runners-up. This year, they used 27 players. I've got to put it, and I think this is probably the perfect way to look at it. They were solid again, but this looks just like 2013. Um, they never took off. Like, after the 2012 Grand Final, that year, they just went week to week. You kind of got a little bit of hope, and then they let you down, and then they lost week one um, to Newcastle in 2013. This year, so much promise again, the most line breaks, but they really struggled. Um, to produce points off the back of it, and they did the same thing. They kind of limped into the finals and got knocked out again. Yeah. It's almost identical to 2013-2012. Frustrating. Frustrating frustrating. side to watch. Uh, You know, the fact they finished fifth... I think they're in danger next year, too. I don't even... I don't think they scratch the surface on their potential. No way. Uh, I think Pritchard was probably their best player. I said it all year, and they've lost him. Uh, They've lost Hodkinson, who I think... He got knifed a little bit, I think, in terms of... I think he's more important than Reynolds. And he, he got blamed a lot for their... their, their uh, you know, obviously, early in the season, he wasn't going great. And I think yeah. getting picked for Origin might have been a good thing for him in the end it because he improved, down. yeah. But um, I, I don't know. I think they let the wrong one go. But the I, only, I tend to agree. The I, only reason I think they did, though, is because Reynolds has still Reynolds got two is, more years Reynolds to go. is very... He's a bulldog player. I know, but he's a Bulldogs player. You saw Mbai play with Hodkinson, and they look—I thought they looked good—and it was building. And Hodkinson and Mbai kind of suit each other. Whereas I watch Reynolds and Mbai, that's the other thing. Like I like Mbai, but they bought him and Reynolds don't work. They've bought high on him. Like he's—he's under pressure now as well. So, well, he's not uh, happy either. That's not all resolved about this whole contract clause, and they don't want a bar of it. So, mm. um, yeah, I just think they've got to uh, do a better job of understanding who they are. Um, now obviously they're going to they're narrow that, they're going to narrow their focus in terms of their halves and and hopefully they can stay injury free which will help them. Uh, Brett Morris is a fullback, still not totally sold on. Can't ball play. Um, and That's I think Michael Leisha. Brad Abbey. I'm not a massive fan of Matt. like I'm, I like Leisha, but I just don't think he gives them enough. Um, I don't think they suit each other though. They don't play. I thought yeah, he'll get better, Leisha. Don't get me wrong. I just I don't think at this point in time there's a lot of pressure on him to produce. But I still don't think they do. I don't understand why do. they don't just roll forward and let Leisha run. That's what I mean. Kill every how many times this year we got sick of saying it. I'm sick of saying it. Yeah, but still. it doesn't happen. So I, you know I don't understand it. But let's um, look at this way. Look, I they've gained nobody. They get Brad Abbey, who's a gun fullback who can ball play, but they're probably not going to move Morris. So I'm looking at it now, going okay. So you've got Abby, who could potentially be that link man. Well, this is why, and you got to get. We go back to Paul McGregor. You got to give Paul McGregor a rap because he said, "No, well, I'm not paying you fullback money because you're not a fullback." No, exactly. And he yeah. let him go there. And they've got, like I said, he's a great player, Brett Morris, and he's deadly with he the ball, is. but he can't ball. He's play. an outstanding winger. I think he's the best winger in the world. Yeah, but your fullback, oh, you, you know, is but, a ball player now. He's an extra half. Well, he's got to need to learn that. And said it he during la- the last off season that he needs, to, he needs to learn how to do that. And I've got to throw it out there, and I've said it a million times: Is Des Hunter a great coach? Yes, but guess what? Next year it's got to change because they've only got Abby coming in. They lost Hodkinson, who I thought was the stability. He made him buy look better. Their forwards didn't do their job. They lost Pritchard. And guess who's coming back? Who's been a busted and a waste of money? T-Rex. Mm. So you got him. They need to pay Jackson and Clemmer. So I think T-Rex probably gets the flick at the end of next year. But I'm looking at them. They're another side of things on tilt next year. Yeah, they are. I think they're on tilt. And he's he's this coaching genius. I expect changes next year. Something's got to give. I hope so. They've pushed for four years now with this block, block crap and not use their forward pack the way they should. 
Uh, they bought Leisha, who didn't fit their style because they didn't want to go forward. They let Cook go, who basically got him going forward because he said, stuff you, I'm taking control. Mm. Um, and then they kept Reynolds, who, I, like I said, I think... Yeah, he, I, I think there's a lot of decisions there that I don't understand. Reynolds, to me, not... I think he hindered him by compared to Hodgkinson. They work together. Yeah, you just got to trust Des Hazel knows what he's doing. Well, next year's a massive year because this is the first year there's no real gains. They've kept the side. Um, Pritchard, like you said, and I agree with you, had a massive year. I thought Morris had a really good year. Yeah, but I, still I thought he was their best player by a mile. Yeah, I thought I, him and I Morris. I, I also got to give a rap to Clemmer. I thought Clemmer had a good year. and um, Jackson, I thought, had a solid year, but I can't believe he got back row of the year. He wasn't that good. No, Wade Grohn was back row. Yeah, that's, that was ridiculous. Or Cooper. Or we're the only one. Me. We're the only one that's called it, but so maybe we're wrong. No way. That's it's blowing my mind. Even oh, no. Gavin Cooper. Gavin Cooper had a massive year. You're never wrong, mate. Yeah, I had Cooper. Well, was, the two in mine were oh. Cooper and Graham. I don't even think you had Cooper. Yeah, I picked else. three back rows on my side. I had Corden and Cooper and bloody yeah. um, Wade Graham. They were well, all better than Josh I Jackson. Cooper and Graham for me were the best. Josh Jackson's a grinder. Don't get me wrong, but like I said for Origin, he's just he's a basic shovel. Yeah. He runs his edge. He does his tackles, but he's oh, not enough on the Bulldogs. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, sorry to downtrod your Bulldogs fans, but something's got to give next year. If they don't change the style up with the, the way the side's heading, uh, they're going to be fringe eight at best. Mm. So something's got to give. Fourth place, the Melbourne Storm, 14 wins, 10 losses. Overs, unders was 13 and a half. I went over. Booyah. By halfer. Money in the bank. Mm. Williamhill.com. 2014, they finished sixth. This year, 27 players. Up and down year. Um, but to be honest, I, I didn't see him make a top four. I think I had him. I had him four. Uh, well, we didn't do the Bulldogs. Where did you have the Bulldogs? Uh, I had the Bulldogs second. I had him eighth. And, uh, yeah. That you had the Bulldogs second? Yeah. We didn't do the Sharks either. I had the Sharks ninth. I had the Sharkies 11th. So we had them on the fringe of things. But, yeah, I remember I got my predictor here with my scale. So what we did the other year, coach, depth, forwards, spine and backs, and I come up with a total. The Bulldogs were, like, up there with my third or fourth best. In terms of that rating, yeah. As far as that. So this, this ladder that we did remember is for 26 rounds. So I thought they would have been up there. I had the Cowboys and the Roosters right up there as well, which they were, but... Mm. Um, I thought they should have done more with the roster they had. But enough of the Bulldogs. Melbourne Storm, up and down year. Where did you have Melbourne? Melbourne. I had Melbourne 7th. Okay, yeah, I had them 6th. I had them in the 8th, like I said, but I didn't think they were a threat. I thought we overachieved making the prelim. Uh, they were outstanding. They they knocked the minor premiers off. They probably ended the Roosters' season. Yeah, we did. I agree they with did. They did. They ended the Roosters' season. Mm. Uh, and they probably won the Cowboys a comp. Yeah, and we did the opposite. Well, not year. won them the comp, but I mean, it made it made it a hell of a lot easier for them to win the comp. We lost to the team coming last three times, and the team coming second last three times. But we beat all the top sides, um, and we, like you said, we beat the Roosters week one, and on the run into the finals, we beat one, two, three. Yeah. So Melbourne basically had a habit with some of these younger kids in struggling to shut out games they should have, and they won the games you wouldn't have expected them to win. Yeah, correct. Um, and then come finals time, they just showed the difference in class that like we talked about. Those top three were better than everybody. Mm. Cowboys blew us off the park. And I caught it before the game. That right edge with the Kurt, uh, man, as much as he tried, that edge got torn apart. Michael Morgan has bullied him. Yeah, he did. And I called that before the game. I thought it was going to be a real problem. It was a real problem. And I think that's the same problem next year. Munster did a fantastic job when he came in from round six onwards. Billy went early. Uh, it's massive for me to say because I love Billy Slater. I don't really think we missed him. I thought Munster well exceeded. Maybe not so much in the ball playing department, but by the end of it, I thought Munster was as good, if not better, than yeah. the form that Billy's had the last few years. I know he's carried injuries, but I thought Munster was as good, if not better. Um, yeah, Smith, well, I thought... he developed, and I think Billy Slater had a, 
uh, a, a lot yeah, to had, do with that. He's had the development since we bought him day one. Yeah. He also went with Kurt Mann, who didn't work out how he wanted. We wanted him to be a six or a one, but he ended up playing the centres for us. But um, Young forward pack, they were pretty solid, but the back line and that edge defence, I call it every year, the last couple of years, it's hurting me. Uh, we haven't bought anyone. We've got a kid, Tony Tamusa, who's a junior Kiwi winger, but again, it's not a centre. We bought Chase Blair the other day. That's a bit of a bargain buy. That's still a problem next year. Chambers Edge is pretty good, but the left side of the field's got to get fixed. Blake Green, Kurt Mann, they got pulled apart in that final. There was a lot of games where we got exposed on that edge. Yeah. Um, that Bulldogs game at Belmore early in the year when we had Homer Hunt there and Green, we got torn apart as well. So, well, that that was the glaring issue at the end of the year. Yeah. The Roosters had their chances to expose it, but didn't. Um, no, they didn't. They, every time they shifted that semi, they made a break, but they only went there two or three times. Yeah. I so, mean, you look at, um, and this is why I rank. Bellamy so much higher than Hasler in the fact that Bellamy's pro- uh, Hasler's yeah. probably got the better roster overall. I think better Bellamy's depth. got the higher end, better higher end players. But when it comes to coaching, uh, Bellamy can outdo anyone. But the other with thing with the well, tools he's got, and he, he outdid Robinson in that first week. Development though, we've done a great job developing. We've developed Bromwich, Harris, Proctor, all these guys kind of internally. Yeah, McLean. Solomona, um, they bought Finucane, but they basically don't buy. Melbourne don't buy at all. And I, I didn't think Cooper Cronk had a great year. Nah, I thought he was ordinary. Uh, the Smith run had a solid year. Mm. Obviously, Slater was out. So, I mean, it, it put the burner on Bellamy. This is um, your issue, though. And I think Blake Green had a great year. I tipped at the start of the year that he'd be good. I thought he struggled at the back as well. Well, but he probably did. Overall, back he had in, a good year. But, but yeah, this is the real question again good. next year. Billy comes back. Does he stay healthy? Him and Smith are both going to be 33. Cronk's going to be 32. The pack's good. That edge is an issue. Um, and who's playing there? But I think they're going to be... As long as they're there, we say this every year, they're going to be in the eight. We look I don't at the try, try assists. Um, Green had 10, Cronk had 14, and Smith had 11. So they shared it around. Mm. Green had an underrated year. He was, he was oh, I did not say he had a bad year. I just thought as the season kind of got past the halfway mark, whether it was the difference between playing Super League and NRL or well, people, people, people doing video. Out a little bit, yeah, yeah, people did video as well. But defensively, I thought it was a big issue. Uh, but that edge was terrible in general. Yeah. Um, I still think they're in the eight next year. Yeah. They're too well coached and as long as those players are there. But, I, again, I, I don't really see this as a title threat until we can address that issue. Uh, and we need to squeeze a little bit more out of those forwards. I expect them to step up another level next year. But um, Third place, the Cowboys... Eventual premiers, 17 wins, 7 losses. Overs and unders was 13 and a half. I went over. Booyah, more money in the bank. Thanks yeah, to William yeah, Hill. What are you going Cowboys for? Oh, I've missed it up, haven't I? Oh, well. We'll switch this one. It was the Roosters, sorry. What have you done, mate? I said it was going to be in finishing order. So the Roosters, they finished first at the end of the regular season, but they obviously finished third when they were eliminated. So um, they had 18 wins, 6 losses. Overs and unders was 16 and a half. I said under. Um, that one's a hard one to pick. They had a massive year, though. And 2014, they obviously finished minor premiers again and finished third again. They lost the prelims. So 24 players used, even though they had big losses at the end of the year. Um, they used the least amount of players. So generally that means you should win the comp. Three minor premierships and only one comp in three years. It's a disappointment, isn't it? Well, this year, uh, we were talking about last night, I think uh, anything short of a grand final for the Roosters this year, a grand final appearance was going to be a failure. Uh, I think they made that, and I said at the start of the finals, go and listen to that first week of the finals. I said everyone was in love with them, and I was the only one that wasn't, and I got proven correct again. I just think they made their run too early, and there's always a side that's on a run um, into the finals. I just it's 12, 12 in a row is a long run to go on, and to sustain it throughout the finals... 
um, under immense pressure. They lost their best forward and their best half, um, or most influential half, I think, in Pearce. Uh, they lost Jarrah Hargreaves. I just saw it as a mountain too far and got proven correct. Well, that Storm game, like you said, is on the end of their season. Well, it did, they but I also way. think that um, the top four was so much better than the bottom four and it was quite easy for them to recover from that, but it then meant they went to Brisbane and that was an aberration. I just couldn't see them really going... Well, the start you winning three in a row after that, you off, know, like that, after that. losing and having those players out and then, you know, being under pressure to... Um, bring Mitchell Pearce back in. Um, they were just they're on tilt after that game. The Roosters they they lost focus and they they panicked a little bit. I think. Well, this is two thousand and two to over four all over again. Three dominant years, only one comp. Yeah. Um, so I've got to throw this out there right now. Is the window they've got a gun side regardless, but it's hurt, it hurts big time losing Sheck and losing. Well, Tony. does the well, window close? It's not. I don't think it's closed. But the are they are, are they a, are they a better team next year than what they are this year? No, no, they're they're they're, they're not as good of a team next and year. And the real question I've got, I know they lose Maloney and they've yep, got obviously yep. Jackson Hastings is going to have to step up. He's and the other play half. week in week out football. He's the other half. The question is who's the fullback and the reshuffle there. Yeah, well, so obviously they were talking Ferguson. So if he moves, does that mean Kenny Dow moves back into the centres and they well, put Joe Burgess, Burgess is going to go on the wing. wing? So that's got him there. Jaden Nicarima is a utility who can play fullback. Does Latrell Mitchell get his look in? There's a lot of things here. I'd be very surprised if Joe Burgess plays week in, week out first grade. I don't know. I kind of looked and thought it was an excess buy just for a team that's got too much money like they usually do. Yeah. So, it, like, it, the, obviously the Super League grand final was on this morning. We'll oh, talk about that after. But, but he's he not didn't lucky. really he's stand not a out. He's not though. But he didn't really stand out in that game. He's going to have to be to play in the NRL. That's what I mean. But he's not an NRL winger, I don't think. Over there, he I jumps to, over the paint. I so. agree. Uh, i tell you the one I want you to look out for next year, though. In their gains is Pakiafu. This guy was from my year of under-20s. He was a gun at the Bulldogs. I have no idea where he fell off the earth. Apparently, he signed a deal with Para. Surprise, surprise. Generally, some people go there What about Willis Mean? Is he coming back, or what's he doing? Oh, I don't think so. He's boxing at the moment. Okay. I uh, read a little bit the other day, but keep your eyes out for that name, Pacquiao. Well, I love how he got a two-page spread in the paper the other day. Mm. I don't know how that happens. He's got a good manager. Yeah, well, wow. obviously. But keep your eyes on that bloke, Pacquiao. He was an absolute beast. If he's found his way back to rugby league, which apparently he has, he's had a couple of massive years over in New Zealand. Um, if he fits in with that culture, and obviously they've done a real good job bringing Tokiaho and all those guys in and making them better, they're going to have another massive monster on their bench. Yeah. Uh, but I'm kind of with you. I reckon that side's still ridiculous, but those two changes in the spine might bring him down a little bit. Oh, so, No-brainer. Gonna have to see what happens there, but uh, we both, I had him finishing minor premiers at first place. So did you? Yeah, we both had him finishing first. So, yeah. so we got that right, spot on. But the last two teams, uh, the Broncos finished second and were eventually <laughs> runners up. Seventeen wins, seven losses. Overs unders for this one, fifteen and a half. I went unders. Um, Two thousand fourteen, they finished eighth. Twenty nine players. That was mainly the Origin period where they had to put players in. They didn't have a significant amount of injuries. Um, the Origin period did obviously hurt, but. Overall, uh, he worked his magic. They brought in Blair, Boyd, and Milford. They all made a difference, in particular Blair and Milford. Yeah. Um, I didn't think Boyd had a great year. Like He made things better because he gives an extra option at the back, but he missed half the season, but he was solid. Um, but overall, it was basically revamping guys that were underachieving. Like, I thought Jack Reed had a really good year the other year, played in Nationals, and then just fell away. I thought Gillette and a couple of those other guys, Glenn, all those guys should have been better, were underachieving. McCulloch, he turns up and they make a grand final. Discipline's the word. Accountability. Discipline. I think he made um, it very well, accountable. Yeah, he can, that falls under that banner. Um, 
they've got an outstanding roster, obviously, and the moves he made post us having this sort of conversation and the start of uh, the next season was outstanding. It was enough to really push them up into that top four. Um, look, I, I can't... I really can't fault the Broncos. They obviously lost the grand final in Golden Point to a miraculous uh, play at the end from Thurston and Morgan. Probably a better roster, um, to be And Kyle Felt. Uh, yeah. Look, I just think uh, the Broncos and the Cowboys played an outstanding brand of football this year. Um, they punched overs, though. They did really, really well this year. Brisbane were great. I think uh, they've got probably more upside than the Cowboys in the fact that I think that Hunt and Milford are only going to get better. Well, they've got the hunger, too. I think Boyd were... Uh, Boyd was a little bit, not not off this year, but I think he nah, can play better, he can play and I think better. he can fit into that side a little bit better. I think McCulloch will get better um, under Bennett. Um, yeah, there, there's not too much that you can you can say and that's negative. They've lost some nah. players, obviously. But I'll uh, tell you what, and that's what I was going to highlight, what you've just said. The losses, there's some depth, sure, like Jaden Nicarima, but his brother's there, um, similar kind of player. They've lost Hodges, but you, I, I know it's you can't replace somebody like that. But let's be honest, he's barely played football the last couple of years. No, I don't think I don't so, see him as a massive loss. They've nah. lost a lot of depth. Like but, Mitch Garbutt, how, how good's he going? He left the Broncos four weeks ago, played four games for Leeds, and won a comp this week. Like John Green didn't play a game. David Stag. Oh, but I tell you what, I really like the article they did. All those guys did first grade training. He treated them like first graders, and he said they were their secret weapon because they did all their training full-on with that squad, all those guys that didn't play, and they all contributed. That's the, that's the so, key to success, is getting those guys to buy in. Even Ashley Taylor, like a Nicarima leaving, they've still got... Like, Milford and Hunt aren't going anywhere. Yeah. So they don't lose. Well, but their effort is as good as winning a grand final. That is as yeah. close as you get to winning a grand final and not winning one. But these re-signings as well, Outstanding. for those Broncos fans, you should be stoked, because your 20 side, there's direct replacements for these guys they've let go. So... Um, you look at, say, Parcel moves out of number nine. They've got the Australian under-20s hooker in Jaden Beryl. Mm. So you've got nothing to worry about. Nick Arima leaves, sure, but they've still got Cody, who they can barely fit in their side, and he's staying. Mm. So you've got another replacement. Um, and then you look at, like, Corey Parker, who's eventually going to go. Jai Arrow was one of my favourite players in the 20s, the young lot. I think he's got first grade written all over him. And yeah. Melbourne took an interest in him, so I wouldn't be complaining if he ended up up there. But the other thing you've got to take into account, and I said it, they barely used their bench. They got what they needed out of Dodds, off of Hengawi, who's going to be better next year, and Wallace, who they got a bit out of as well. But Josh Maguire and James Garvey are going to be like brand-new signings next year. That's right. And they needed those guys. So Maguire comes back, plays 60-plus minutes, and Garvey's going to be a cracker off the bench. Yeah. Look, for me, they're the side next year. Yeah, they're the favourites. Yeah, we can both easily say that right now. But if you're a Brisbane fan, I, I would have no disappointment. That was a massive overachievement, I think, this year. Fantastic coaching job, and it's great to see so many players... Um, reached their potential that they should have. In particular, McCulloch, Glenn, those kind of guys. I thought they all really stepped up this year under Wayne Bennett. Yep. So looking forward to watching them next year. But the last side, the, the Premiers, the Cowboys, they finished third in the regular season. They won the competition in miraculous fashion. 17 wins, 7 losses. Overs and unders was 13 and a half. I went the overs with WilliamHill.com. So more money in your bank. 12 from 16 for the year. Uh, I think that's pretty bloody good considering the Warriors and the Panthers were two of the others I got wrong. They had a heap injury. So, mm. um, yeah, last year they were fifth. This year they used 28 players, so pretty good on that front. They had an outstanding year. They lost their first three. That Storm game that they wrestle out in the last minute with a golden point field goal leads to 11 in a row. Uh, Defence was a lot better, which is an area, and I've got to wrap Paul Green. He fixed all the deficiencies. Defence was one thing, but the away record. 
Your away record was the massive issue. I think they well, only lost you could go one or two and use games the same the road. He ma- he's made them accountable. He has made them accountable. Well, the difference between I look at the Cowboys and the Roosters for me were the best two sides during the year, but the Cowboys made their run, made that right streak, point. and then had a lull. Yeah. It was a Melbourne style lull yeah. towards that back end of the season, and they kicked up obviously through the finals. Yeah, when it mattered, they found um, it. even the first week they put themselves in such a good position to finish top four to be able to lose and then come back. That first week, first week of the finals loss, that was still pretty good though. They that, the that's what I'm sink. saying. Yeah. That, that was a great game. Yeah. They just you know two great sides. It was good that they they had that experience. They had the loss, and then they just knew that all they had to do then was streak for three. They had a home final, um, and then they were obviously going to be uh, travelling anyway because. If they had a home semi, it would have been at Suncorp Stadium um, in the preliminary final. So they're always going to be travelling the last two weeks. So, mm. look, I mean, uh, they were outstanding. And and you know what? Oh, as hard as this is to say, I think they've got improvement in them. Well, the scary thing is... I think they, they can improve as a side. Now, the, the only uh, barrier to that is now that they've got their title, desire. they're going to get a little bit of complacency and a lack of desire. Well, they... I don't know, because, you know, injuries maybe... Is what well, could it's, them, it's, it's hard for us to say this because obviously we, well, we definitely speculating. We definitely didn't say that South were going to go back to back. There's no way. I never thought they'd go back. But I think the Cowboys the are in a better position to go back to back. I think than what? that's what I was about to say. I think they're in as good a position, if not better than the Roosters. They are literally yeah. losing no one from who started in that 17. Well, no. The no. best loss, the biggest loss is Kikau, and he's a gun, sure. He still hasn't but, played first grade. Yeah, but they don't need him because they got Asiata, Bolton and Hennett, who they all got enough out of the bench. Low. Cohen Hess played awesome in the 20s. Um, they've kept everyone. Benny Spina did his job during the year. Everyone that come in did yeah, their job. You, you can look down through their grades as well. The Blackhawks. And um, they sorry, were, Kerwin State won the, awesome. the GIO And they were all 16-year-olds too. Um, they, well, that, the, 20s. What was the side that won the... Um, Harold Matthews, they won... Stingers or whatever. The Stingers, they'd won... That's their team. Townsville Stingers, they'd won two or three. In a row. Um, in a row up there, so yeah. they've got juniors coming School at their backside. Cop. The Holden Cup side was was up there with us. Yeah. That, like it was, it was Cowboys and Penrith all year. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys had the most points scored ever yeah, for a twenty side, almost a thousand. Um, and then you look at the Blackhawks. Obviously, lost the grand final to Ipswich, so they're stock, they're chock full. And the only guys they're losing, like I said, Glenn Hall retired but never got a game. Kikau's a potential. Cameron King was injured, and Robert Louis they didn't need. Um, and that was probably their big thing this year. Every year we kind of looked at the spine and looked at one spot that they were missing. They had the whole spine this year. Well, they scored more Morgan, tries than anyone in the comp, yeah. and I think that they can improve. But they had threats on both edges. They had a threat at dummy half who made them accountable through the middle, which makes their forwards better. Those older guys, they got more out of their tank because Granville made the dummy, uh, the dummy half area uh, you know, a dangerous spot. But the biggest rap's got to go to Lachlan Coote, I think. If, well, he, if, they can, if, if Coote, Morgan, Thurston, Granville can all stay fit. And the front rows, plus Obviously. the back row. Like, I think they can, they're definitely, just, they're just going to lean in the top four again. And I've got to give a wrap to Justin O'Neill and Lynette. Like, I didn't have a massive... O'Neill was great at the back yeah. of the year. I didn't have a massive wrap on their back line, but they obviously have great service, but they all did their job. They're all outstanding. Kyle Felt obviously improved. He, he left him in Q Cup most of the year. He actually won centre of the year in the Q Cup, so he didn't get his opportunity until late, but he made massive plays in the grand final. But hunger's well, the thing we're looking at, aren't we? He made the play, the forgotten yeah. play in the grand final. Well, they've got the squad. And the other thing is they stole probably your best player. Sean Hudson got your 20s player of the year. They bought him. Uh, Jerome Hughes was another one of your players who had an awesome year at Blackhawks and got fullback of the year. He's part of their squad. Johnny Cartwright. Uh, like you said, they've got all the guns, plus they've lost no one, basically, and they're in a better situation. Yeah. It's all about hunger now. But throwing it out there right now, if we thought the Roosters could have gone back-to-back, 
It's only desire for this mob, isn't it? Yeah, I think the Broncos and the Cowboys will be there again. Yeah. I reckon. Well, tell me who's up there with them. I think those three side. I've got the Roosters up there again, purely off squad. See, I don't. They're now a tear down for me. I, no, I mean, but up there, like around the top. Four. But these for me next year, the two, They're the two clear, standouts. Yeah, is when I talk about squad. If you weren't going on about squad, I've got those two. I think the Warriors could improve, but you, you couldn't trust them. Yeah, Melbourne might will be in the eight, but I don't, wouldn't put them in the four. The Panthers are going to readjust. They should and... improve, but I still think they're missing a the front row. That's what I mean. I reckon there's such a huge clump behind these two in particular. Mm. I reckon the top four is one thing, but like just making the eight in general. I honestly think all the way back to 14th, it's a battle. Yeah, it is a real battle. Uh, and I, like I said, it probably sounds a little biased, but the Sharks got the halves now. They should be up there. Um, and the Raiders. The Raiders have win half more of those games this year. They're fourth. And they get Caesar. Yeah. So if they don't have injuries and Austin and Caesar play well, they should be pushing around somewhere. I think so. There's a lot of teams, but a massive year and a massive congratulations has to go to the Cowboys. They're outstanding. But um, just to wrap ourselves up, we'll look at our full ladder. So at the start of the year, I had the, Cow- oh, the Roosters sorry, finishing first, Dogs second, Cowboys third, Eagles fourth, South fifth, Panthers sixth, Storm seventh, Warriors eighth. So five of those sides got in. Obviously, Manly, bad year with the board and injuries. Panthers and Warriors use the most players, so can't be disappointed there. Um, Sharks and Broncos and Dragons were ninth, tenth, eleventh. They didn't make it. I didn't. The drag. The Broncos, sure, that's probably a big one, but um, we both kind of put them up as a dark horse, and we thought the Sharks would be around the mark. Well, you, who'd you have as your dark horse? Um, oh, yeah. I bet we're going to do those just in a sec, but. Third, uh, 12th are the Eels, 13th Tigers, 14th Knights, 15th Titans, and the Spoon, the Raiders. What was your ladder? I had Roosters, Panthers, Cowboys, South, Warriors, Storm, Manly, Dogs. So I got five out of the eight, um, which is down a little bit on what I think the last I think we've years. been getting six and seven, but still. Seven. Two uh, the last them, two years, I've been, I've been seven out of eight. This Panthers year, Panthers and Warriors had the most injuries. Yeah, look, I, the big cock up for me was not having the Broncos, the Broncos in. Both um, of us. My bottom of the eight was Broncos, Tigers, Sharks, Eels, Knights, Dragons, Titans, Raiders. But I'm sure you speak the most people. They would have had them on the fringe, not right up there. Um, no, they would have had them in the bottom of the eight. But the overs, unders, obviously, like I said, Brock can't do that. But thanks to William Hill, I did those at the start of the year. Uh, I was 12 of 16. I, the only ones I got wrong were the Roosters, 16 and a half. That's a lot. I went under. They went over, did they? Yeah, they won 18. The Broncos, 15 and a half. Again, that's still a lot of wins. They got 17, so I went under on that one. And the Warriors and the Panthers, I got wrong. Oh, sorry, the Sharks. Sharks went un- I went under 11 and a half. They went over. What did they win? They won 14. 14. And the Warriors, 13 and a half. They won, I think, nine. So mm. 12 of 16 is pretty bloody good. Yep. Uh, but our actual season predictions, premiers, we both had the Cowboys. Yep. Uh, minor premiers, we both had the Roosters. Yep. Uh, the Raiders, oh, sorry, the Spoon, we had the Raiders. Uh, I threw the Titans in there at the start of the year when the drug thing happened, but obviously they did well, but we were both wrong about that. Dark Horse, I had Manly, that didn't come to fruition. You had... The Broncos, um, which was spot on. Yep. Slider, I had South, so I think that was correct. I had Manly, so which was spot right on. There. I had the Sharks to improve. That happened. I had the new Warriors, and that happened until Sean Johnson snapped his ankle. Daly M, we both had Thurston. Yep. Uh, these two other ones, these are hard to pick. Top point scorer, I had Johnson. He got injured, so he never got a chance. I had Maloney. He finished second, so that's pretty good. Uh, top try scorer, Tupo. I think... I he, had Tupo as well. Yeah, he was kind of in mid-pack. And my sure things at the start of the year, Roosters, top four at $2. So if you would have taken that with WilliamHill.com, um, you would have been on. But the big ones, we nailed we picked the premiers, we picked the minor premiers, our sliders, our improvers. Um, your dark horse was spot on. We both picked the Daly winner. So if you want to talk about the major gongs, we hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And you look at the eight, 
Oh, I'm not going to make excuses, but Panthers and Warriors have the most injuries. We should be getting paid for our opinion. We're doing pretty bloody good. Um, in the first two years, we did pretty bloody good. Yeah, we did. But just to finish things off with the predictions, MG, um, he didn't do an eight. He gave us premiers. He had the Panthers. Obviously, a bit of a heart there. That didn't come true. Minor premiers, he had the Dogs. Spoon, he had the Raiders. Improve, he had the Sharks, which is right. Slide, he had Melbourne, like every bloody analyst did, but they were wrong. Um, Dark Horse, he had Warriors and Broncos, so he was right on one half. His Dally M was Inglis, which didn't happen. And Gossip, poor old Goss, he didn't have a great year this year. Uh, he had a top eight that he gave us. He had Souths, Cowboys, Storm, Penrith, Broncos, Dogs, Manly, Tigers. Um, so Souths, Cows, Storm, Broncos, Dogs. He got 5-8 like we did. His minor premiers were South. That didn't happen. Premiers, Souths, didn't happen. He had the same as the Spoon. Roosters were his slider. That's a pretty big call. Uh, improved was the Tigers. They obviously had a hard Roosters year. were his slider. Yeah, he had the they Tigers. finished minor premiers, <laughs> mate. And he had the Dark Horses, the Tigers. Oh. Gossip. What are you Suck doing? Suck yourself, Gossip. Souths and Tigers, you, you definitely had to get the pump. What have you done? We didn't have a meeting when we have this drink in a couple of weeks' time, I think. Yeah. Have a good hard talk. Uh, so Lesniak was his top try scorer. He obviously got hurt. Points, Jonathan Thurston, Dalliem. So he got one right. He got the Dalliem. Well done. Had a hard year, old Gossip. Well done, Gossip. It's been a hard year, son. Focus on the Gossip, champ. Take a load off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall, mate, uh, I think we've had another great year. Yeah, it was a good year. Uh, listens have increased. Things have gone absolutely Busy. outstanding. But so got to thank everybody. And that, that's probably the main thing. Um, I appreciate everyone's patience. Some of the stuff over the phone. Obviously, Brock's workload. Increased. We we do this for free, like we said. We don't get. Paid. But we don't want to do it for free. No. So we don't if you're do willing it for to free. pay us, if anyone's willing to get some cash, hand it over. Spread the word. Yeah. Like what else do you? What else do you need? We've just picked. If you took the eyes out of everything, if you in took the gambling, like took the premiers, took everything we gave you. I got JT at ten dollars. I got the Cowboys like to win the comp at thirteen dollars. Like some of these predictions were spot on. Yeah. Uh, and the, the overs unders. I gave they you. Could 12, have retired off our tips. Gave you twelve for sixteen. Yeah. Come on. But uh, we've got some people... Oh, sorry, I've got to keep going with that. Massive thanks to you, first and foremost, for being on here, because otherwise these poor buggers would just have to listen to me. Yeah, you know um, that. Flat out with the teaching. He's got coaching this year. He's been going between not only 20s, but also handling Shield, uh, Massey, all these other bits and pieces. So he's been flat out. Um, like I said, apologies for sometimes being up and down, but uh, it's just how things go when you've got work and other things. I'm studying. I've got a full-time job as well, so things definitely aren't easy. But I've got to have to give a massive thank you to Blair Hughes and the people at audioboom.com. Um, they took us on board. They supply everything. They give us all the data for free so you guys can listen. Outstanding programs there, not only ours, but just about everything on that. So a heap of content. Get yourself to www.audioboom.com. Massive thanks to them. Big thanks to Gossip, the man. He comes on most weeks. He was a bit up and down this week, the emotional roller coaster because of the Panthers, as the fans said. That's the reason they reckon he missed a couple. Because he was at home having a few beers and crying himself to sleep. Yeah. Um, but without you, champion, uh, you know, obviously a big gap there. So we have to thank you. Give us the dirt. Provide plenty of laughs. And uh, he obviously likes talking about budgies, uh, uh, bits and pieces. <laughs> One of his favourites. But MJ, we've got to thank him as well for coming on, giving his opinion. Uh, he's been a massive supporter since day one. And we really appreciate his contributions. Any guests we get. Uh, Paul Count the other week. Hopefully he'll be more of a regular next year. He was outstanding. Vaughn, for coming on, I'm hoping to get a few more kind of teammates and blokes that are floating around. Uh, and then I've got to thank the NRL Profits for their sponsorship this year. And the biggest one of all, WilliamHill.com. They give us all the free bets that we give away every week for those pick-the-score competitions um, and our charity bet account this year, which almost went $3,000. Grand final day, I picked the three-leg multi, which paid over 1000 but take away the bet at $1,838. So $2,825 this year. 
Brock picked the charity this time. It is the Guide Dogs Association of New South Wales and ACT. So a very worthy cause if you want to donate to them and our previous charities, the Starlight Foundation, obviously the Shepherd Centre if you want to donate to them. But um, I think that's everybody, mate. We're done. It's been a great year, but yeah. Thank you, Gossip. Thank you, MG, Forney, Kenty, Boxhead, The Profits, and WilliamHill.com. It's your call. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sports, make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com. We are out of so here. So when's our when when will we return? The return for the nines. Well, I think we'll do nines. We usually year. do nines preview. And I think last year we released. And then we start when the World Club Series started. I released the preview last year, two weeks out, so everyone had plenty of time to listen before the comp kicked off. So we didn't do World Club preview. I don't remember if we did or not. To be honest, it's twelve months ago. I was in Thailand around this time, so I don't think we did. I missed those games. Yeah, you did too. I was in Thailand. Uh, did it, yeah, probably important we mentioned the Super League Grand Final. The yeah. Rhinos won. The Rhinos. Go the Rhinos. There you go. There's your Super League touch for the week. Oh, mate. Um, Thank God. I won something this year. Yeah. One yeah. of my teams actually did something. Yeah. Sir Kev retired. Bit of a tear in the eye for me. Bit of a tear. Hopefully his golden boot is better than Thurston. Uh, <laughs> Sir Kev. That'd be four Sir Kev. Break your hip. Him and Peacock. Um, but, yeah, the World Club Series is set now. They, they punted Huddersfield. Huddersfield finished third. They punted Huddersfield. Yeah, so Huddersfield will play... St. Helens will play the Roosters in the first game. Um, yeah, the Broncos will play Wigan. Runners-up. And North Queensland will play the Rhinos. Rhinos. Go the Rhinos. Yeah, well, like I said, we'll probably do that and the Nines and two weeks well, out. We'll definitely do Nines and then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, two weeks out from kickoff, though, basically. You know you'll have the season preview. Yeah, so have a good, good Christian New Year. You get plenty of time. But I'm going to do it again. Thank you, Mr. Gossip. Thank you, MG. Thank you, Vaughn. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, NRL Profits. And a massive thank you to WilliamHill.com. But and most think of, all, of me in four weeks when I'm sweating my nuts yeah. off. Thank you, Back Brock. Because without him, I can't do this and I can't jibber. And thank you to all of you out there that make sure, like Brock said, spread the word, get on audioboom.com, share the product, share the love. Uh, we love you. We hope you love us. If you don't, get bent. Go listen to something else. What does Ray Adley always says? Turn the radio off. Yeah, turn the bloody radio off. Yeah, um, But yeah, most of all, I'd like to say enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league, but I suppose I'll say enjoy your week, enjoy your summer. Uh, only 140-something days left until we come back. Oh, it'll be less than that. Yeah, well, the football season. What is it now? What's the date today? It'll be this time in... What, what's, when's the nines on? It's about 145 days. No, but yeah, until the start of the season. Yeah. It's about a 100-day break. We'll be, we'll be back about 40 days before the NRL starts. Yeah, fair enough. Excellent. But enjoy your summer, guys. Enjoy your Christmas. Uh, stay out of trouble. We'll try to. And uh, we'll see you in 2016. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where are you, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.